You are listening to the. Hold on. The Chompcast. What's the Chompcast? We record the Chompcast no, each oh, week. I gotta get this thing. Okay. You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. And also, don't forget, if you want to support the crew here, we are on Patreon. Finally, uh, www.patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for our VIP package tier. Uh, truly open-ended show today. We are all continuing to spiral our way through all sorts of other games like God of War and Sea of Thieves and stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll touch on those later. But the topic of the show today is an important one. Um, what makes an open world game appealing to each of us? And more importantly, what direction we see open world games heading in the future? The evolution of open world gaming, which is pretty interesting after Zelda came out last year and really revolutionized the genre. Um, me and Josh argue about Far Cry 5 while Fish pleasures himself in the corner. We have an onslaught of polls that we run on the Sword Chomp Instagram page every Tuesday. We'll be running down those uh, results, uh, including the new Gambino video, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, gaming tattoos, including a Caterpie penis tat. That's right. LeBron James and more. Um, we also have a really cool bio break this week involving fishing, 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 fishing. That's right. So, you know, it's right up my alley. It's a, it's a cool, it's a cool little thing. So, and we're going to tie it all together in the show. It's going to be a fun one. So thanks for being with us. Let's get to some intros here. Uh, introduce the crew, especially if this is your first time checking out the show. Uh, first up, the Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas. Uh, Fish is here, taking a few moments away from his nightly, you know, Reddit scrape, bouncing between, you know, the office memes and porn. And um, gorging on mm -hmm. all the Chips Ahoy cookies he can eat because of this whole <laughs> Sea of Thieves addiction. Uh, thank you. How you doing, Fish? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah I can been gorging on those uh, cookies for quite some time now, and uh, I think I've gained about 30 pounds. 30 pounds from Chips Ahoy cookies, huh? Why do you do that to yourself, <sighs> man? They're, they're good cookies. They're, those are damn, they're not Oreos, but they're damn good. I'll give you, that. you know what's weird with those things? They they give you a code for the item in game in Sea uh -huh. of Thieves, and then they give you two more codes: five more days of Xbox Live and five more days of Xbox Game Pass. And like it, it's it's a pretty good system because five days cook, game. Th those cookies only cost two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. So it's essentially, so, you know, if you yeah. keep Game eating cookies, this is a man describing his addiction yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you can addiction. get Xbox Live for the low, low price of thirty dollars a month by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but you also get two sleeves of Chips Ahoy, though, Josh. Mm. Two. Mm, that's true. That's true. If you're look, if you're looking at it like that, the cookies are. We need to do the math on that fish and see if it's actually saving money because I don't think it is. Um, it's it's we'll really not later. once you factor it's, in insulin. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once once you factor in all the the diabetes. Um, yeah. Fish. Mm -hmm. Also, great job, Fish. Expertly, mm -hmm. I can tell you're getting a hang of this whole podcasting thing because um, you expertly mm -hmm. deflected the whole Reddit porn thing like a champ, right to oh, the thank you, thank Ahoy, you. So great deflection there. <laughs> That's I was, I was our. 
That was our joke today. We're talking about how fast does it take the average person to get from whatever page they start on in Reddit to porn, you know? <laughs> no Man's Sky, uh, uh, all of a sudden I'm on hardcore foot porn. So, you know, that's how it goes, uh, at least yep. for me. That's the um, internet. That's, and it's a beautiful thing. Thanks for being here, Fish. Couldn't be happy. Oh, well, a quick question. We did a poll this week, Fish, uh, before I introduce our, our other hosts here. Um, 60% of our audience said that they need to get out and do more fishing. And I wanted to ask all of you, when's the last time you went fishing, Fish? Oh, man. Last time I went fishing was when I went fishing with you, Morgan, in Montana on vacation. Yeah. Wow. That was like two years ago. Yeah, I don't fish that much, even though there's a lake, a nice big lake, actually, about 10 minutes drive from my house. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally just get on the highway, exit off, and there's a lake. Okay. But um I don't well, I don't get out there. I just You need that's come on. That's why I did the poll cuz I don't do as much as I thought I should either and I'm like, you know, I think 60% of it came back people said, "Yeah, me too. I need to get out there and do some more fishing." So, yeah. Um, fishing's fun. It mm-hmm. is. It's relaxing. And don't think too much about how you're ripping those fish's mouth. <laughs> don't forget about don't think about how barbaric it is in in a sick twisted way. Um Anyways, thanks for being here, Fish. Uh, always great to have you. Uh, up next, of course, from Michigan, uh, the one and only Joshua Fowler is here. Um, and Josh, I was thinking about this before the show, um, just because of some things you said this week. I have some great ideas. You know, we did the um, um, we did the new posting about that shirt I had last week, and I got some ideas for some potential T-shirt merchandise for you, Josh. Okay. Um, this one I'm thinking your first shirt could have your face on it looking very disgruntled and it just says video games are over. All right. And on the back, it just says something like, um, uh, it the says, worst ending hmm. of all. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, that's what it says. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. We need to get one of those push yeah, button true. things. You can actually, you can come up and push the button on the shirt. And actually has me saying, hmm. That, that, that's, that's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's a little, um, but interesting. I do like the concept there. I was thinking of something like, because um, you're talking about how, you know, uh, uh-huh. video game endings always disappoint you. You hate video game endings. And I was like, well, yeah. because that could say something like, you know, the worst game, the worst ending of all, how your life turned out. That seems like something you would say, right? Is that too mean? Eh, no, I mean, not for most people. I mean, the average listener probably will die in obscurity. So, she, yeah, 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 I can. Mm-hmm. The sad truth mm-hmm. of, this, of all yes. of our endings. Yeah. Um, Including me listening to it while editing. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're on your yeah. way to the, to the, <laughs> to be, uh, if you guys want to know why Josh said video games are over, we'll get to that later. Uh, it was kind of an inside joke, so. But I just like the thought of Josh's face on his shirt and it just says video games are over. When's the last time you went fishing, Josh? <laughs> oh, it was before I moved. Um, which is sad. I live on one of the Great Lakes. Like, oh, wow. on the lake. and uh, you, you can see the lake from your house? Yeah. Um, what? And what? I've not been fishing in it yet. So, you know, we've just been too busy Again? getting everything else done. Yeah. To end up getting my fishing license and all that squared away so I can go fishing. Not to mention a few of my fishing rods broken during mm. the move. So, yeah, I've got to 
get a few more. The only things that really made it through well were my really lightweight gear. And uh, I'm oh, pulling yeah. pike out of these waters or something. I need something that's a little bit... Hefty. A yeah. little bit, yeah, more sturdy. You um, probably have similar fishing to what we have in Montana and Michigan. It's probably very similar, like pike and walleye and stuff like that, I would, have, yeah. I would presume. Yeah, pretty similar. Um, you get a little bigger stuff in the lakes where they've got more room to grow and stuff, but they're yeah, also, yeah, they're also more heavily fished, so you're not getting, like, massive, uh-huh. massive stuff, so. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's that's a, that's interesting. So, and, you know, you made me think about that, Josh, by the way, on our VIP Instagram, which you can sign up for on our Patreon page, I have a video I'm putting up there. of I was just at our local um, fishery, wild, Fish and Wildlife Center today. I got my fishing license. It was 30 bucks! It's fucking mm. expensive. Those things are getting yeah. rough. Goodness, oh, man, it was. It was. Yeah. And no one's ever asked me for my damn license. But... I'm getting to the point where I'm gonna have to start That's... paying for my kids to fish. So, right. Uh, uh, that that is pretty expensive, though. That's the cost of one Jurassic Park Tyrannosaurus Rex action figure. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. I had to make the the tough call today. Hmm. The, 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 the T-Rex from, God, man, Jurassic Park toys have gone downhill. That's a whole other podcast discussion for another day. Um, but no, uh, I, I got a video I took in the visitor center that showed you, like, all the fishing records for the state. It had all these, like, cool fish in this glass case. It's pretty cool if you're a fishing nerd like me. I'll put that up on the VIP tonight, um, which is something for our VIP members to can check out. Or go sign up and, and you can check it out as well. There's cool stuff there. Um, <laughs> it's our, our $5 VIP tier. Uh, which we've been dumping into like crazy lately. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, glad to have you here, of course, Josh. Get out there and fish that those great lakes, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay, glad you're here as well. The professor from Japan is here. Shay, I was going to ask you when the last time you went fishing was as well, and I don't mean reactivating your Plenty of Fish dating account. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! I had to, I had to ask all, I had to ask everybody a fishing question just to set that whole joke up. So I'm glad that it paid off. <laughs> Did you really? That's, that, that was the whole point of this. No, well, sometimes like I'll have an idea, but then I actually do want to know. You know, I do want to know when the last time people were fishing. I'll talk about fishing all day, man. Anyways, go That's ahead. Sorry. No, I actually went fishing last October with some of my teachers. I don't know if you guys remember me telling you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was a really cool trip. I I think about it a lot still because um, think about uh two two of the six teach or two of the five teachers that I went with, uh one's in Australia now. Um, he's doing a working holiday, and then the other one, um, is at a different school now. So I don't get to see them as much, and they were two of my favorite teachers. So mm. I think mm. about that very fondly. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's cool. Yeah, I remember you saying it was fun, but it was kind of cold, right? Whenever you went out, it was oh, yeah. like pretty cold. Oh yeah. What what were you yeah. catching? What was the craziest thing you guys caught out there or you saw somebody catch? Well, it was ma- it was mainly we were catching um what are called tie, which are just basically red snappers. So, mm-hmm. um ah, yeah, those fish are super delicious too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh they're, they're very very good fish. But that's about it. I mean, there was sad you saying crazy. that. You're sad? I'm sad cuz I actually I had fish this last week that video i sent to you guys in uh in whatsapp of me making yeah. fish and chips the cod yeah. was not good it was no no it was not good That's rough. yeah i used to make fish and chips That's all sad. the time 
but yeah, this fish was just not, it was not, because cod is one of the more, like, high-end fishes, because it's, it's so mm, sweet yeah. and just flaky and delicious, and this cod was not, <laughs> not, not what it ought to have been. For some reason, when you said that, snap. I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just made me sad, because so I spent all that time making sad. fish and chips and ended up with just this poor pathetic cod that died for no reason it died well, just just to disappoint me just to suck <laughs> mm-hmm. just what to a suck. sad existence what a sad fucking right. existence it got a hook in its mouth or maybe it wow. got caught in a net it probably got caught in a net probably got caught honest. in a net yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it sat there flopping with other fish scared and then forgetting and then scared again and we repeated that cycle because fish's brains <sighs> Are not that great, and uh, oh, then it was sad. put into a processing. It's okay, place fish. And... He's not talking that about you this the... time, huh? That was How one of the. Just... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> these are not. Uh-huh. These are not big brain fishes. No. Uh, that's sad about that is actually that was one of the articles that we rejected this week, but it was something about how fish don't feel pain like we do, um, which didn't quite make the cut for the bio break, but. It's funny you mentioned that. You know, actually, I was just thinking about this, Shay. I was I sent you guys this in our private chat, but the actually the world record for the biggest largemouth bass ever caught was by a Japanese man, a Manubi Karita. He caught a 22-pound, 5-ounce... <laughs> what's, what's funny? Did I say it wrong? Can you, can you re-pronounce that name, please? He's not, it's Manabu not going to get Karita. better on second try, but he, he, can, he can definitely, okay, okay. definitely give it another Ch- shot. Manabu Karita? We pronounce it better. What, what are you trying to say? How am I doing this wrong? Does it even matter? Does it even matter? It's just a name, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. If someone said Morgan, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're so wrong. But, yeah, that's fine. Anyways, pronounce it correctly then. Yeah. Shay, go ahead. I don't know. Let me see the name. I, I sent it to you. The in the, check our private WhatsApp. Anyways, while you do that, it was a 22-pound bass. I sent you guys a picture of it. And it is... Uh, it's funny. The largest largemouth bass in the world is caught in Japan. But before that, it was in Georgia, which is where you'd think a largemouth bass record would hail. And it was like a 22-pounder, four ounce. See, look how picky they got. Some guy named George Perry is sitting around fucking furious because he's had the record since 1932. Some motherfucking dude in Japan catches a bass that's one ounce heavier and kicks him out of the record book. You know, that's gotta suck. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't think he cares. He's probably dead. Yeah. Either dead or dead. Or I would care. If he's the sort of guy who care. catches largemouth bass, probably probably never cared to begin with. Well you might be right. You're like, hey I got caught a big fish and they're mm-hmm. making a big ruckus about it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Okay, fish. Pronounce his, or uh, uh, Shay. Pronounce his name properly. Teach me. I still haven't. I still haven't looked. I. I don't care. Okay. I just no. It was now funny it's over. The, it. the joke is ruined. Thanks for not looking. God damn it! You're killing me. Josh, can you do it? You want to pronounce it? Manabu Karita. I think it sounds. Manabu Karita. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. So he's learning. Oh, learning how to harvest rice. Um, he hasn't mastered it yet. Know. He's still learning. Yes. Yes. Whatever okay. that means. Um, that, <laughs> exactly. No one will uh, get that. But no, sure. no. Nobody got yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly no one. Even even Shay. Because that one is... Yeah, Shay just laughed. He just mm-hmm. gave you a pity laugh. Did you hear that? 
Mm-hmm. He gave you one of those pity laughs. Shay, why don't you tell us what he meant? Because you gave him a nice pity laugh there. How about you tell us what he meant? Because oh, you're being God. an asshole. I already admitted. Oh, see? I got Shay. I got him. I gotcha. I, I don't know what it means. I have no idea. I literally um, just told you. It means learning. <sighs> and whatever. You gotta pay attention, Morgan. Actually, I have no idea what kanji he used to actually spell that. But, like, of the common words, that's what it would mean. So, Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, on that note, um, a nice transition to the open worlds of video gaming topic. The large, I was going to say the large open mouth of the largemouth bass, but it just sounded uh, ridiculous as an actual transition. Um, but that's cool. You learn something every day. Um, topic of the show today is pretty interesting. By the way, I'm Morgan Barnes from Montana. I see. I always forget to introduce myself. Someone yelled at me one time for doing that. Like, Why don't you introduce yourself, man? I'm not that important. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll pretend I believe that. Uh, okay, so the topic of the show is pretty interesting, though. So we have this, uh, the idea of open world gaming has kind of been on our minds a lot lately, especially playing a lot of, you know, God of War and Far Cry and then last year, Zelda. So we wanted to approach this topic in a fun way. And the gist of the topic is, you know, what are things that are important to us with open world gaming? Um, but also more importantly, when it comes to open world games, like what's going to be the next evolution? If you think that Zelda was the evolution, which I, maybe not everyone feels that way, but I feel like it's generally thought the consensus in the gaming community is that Zelda did some pretty revolutionary things to the open world genre. Um, so that's kind of what we pose ourselves. What's important to you guys, and where do you see the genre going? Um, see so me catch fish off guard here. Fish, when you, when you were thinking about mm-hmm. this, um, let's start with the first part of the question. What okay. is, when you think about yourself, like, what are the things that you've noticed over the past couple of years that make important, uh, make open world gaming uh, the most appealing for you? Oof. Well, these past few couple of years, actually. Yeah, these few years, actually. Um, I haven't really been into open world games for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of okay. avoid them because they're, they're, they have too much content in those games and overwhelming like even when somebody mentions like oh well the campaign's only like 20 hours like still i'm gonna be wandering through that open world you know trying to get everything and yeah open world games as of late just really haven't like traditional open game open world games like when i think Mm -hmm. of an open world game like i think of like Something from Bethesda, whether it's uh, uh, the Elder Scrolls or Fallout, and mm-hmm. like, why? Last... Why do you go to there first? Because those are essentially like they they have strong RPG elements, and their worlds. There's while they have a linear like uh, storyline that you follow, like the, there's so many side quests and so many. Uh, uh, branching storylines in those games that they generally just feel like once you open up to the world you could go anywhere you want like as soon as you get out of that vault which is essentially the tutorial in fallout 3 you're open to the world and you're given a quest marker but essentially you can just bypass that start collecting shit and go about your merry way and still you know uh receive the fallout 3 experience and not have to uh follow through with that main storyline so when i think of like an open world game like 
I, I generally kind of go towards those games. Also, hmm. uh, like Rockstar as well. I yeah, would say. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, that was the first one I can remember too. Think about it. Like GTA Three. Before that, I mean, you could consider Final Fantasy games open world in a way, of course, but. Before Grand Theft Auto 3 kind of blew everything up, I can't remember another game that I would really considered open world mm-hmm. um, like that, you know? Because that was even before Morrowind, uh, uh, if I remember right. And then, so, I'd have to double check the timeline, but I think GTA 3 was yeah. right before Morrowind. And then, of course, um, Vice City and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's a good one, Fish. Is that, but why, So, you go back to that because it's one of the earlier ones, or just... Uh, well... Well, wait a second. We got we got a little we got a sidetracked because mm-hmm. uh, I was just trying to figure out like why they were appealing to you. Like, well, yeah, as I, of late even... though. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's a good point. As gotcha, of late, gotcha. like yeah, yeah. back then, like I I beat Fallout Three to completion, and I think that was the last traditional open world game that I played to completion. Anything after that, like I would dick oh. around with it. Um, actually, that's not true. I beat gta 4 but never played the dlc which i heard was actually really good um but i i never uh other than that like a traditional open world game of those calibers like i just too much maybe to do, yeah. too much to do like i i play i put about 10 hours into it and like i was just like oh i just i can't keep doing this you know like eventually like those the, it's just weird like playing a single player open world game whereas like Maybe EverQuest, um, or it's a, or World of Warcraft. You know that open world was addicting because you know you had there was other people in there populating it. Um, there's plenty of stuff to do and work together to do. So that that open world engaged me through the social interactivity in there. But um, yeah, and now yeah. we're starting to break those blurry lines between open world games and MMORPGs, and that's a whole interesting mm-hmm. discussion into itself. But okay, that's a good point. Starting point there, Fish. You're saying basically yeah. you haven't really been enamored with them for a while. Although I know mm-hmm. Zelda was your game of the year, so yeah, there was something to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's, I think it, what it was in Breath of the Wild was that everything just felt like it was placed perfectly in the world to where, as you explored, you were coming across unique interesting things whether it be those little uh puzzles with the what was the name of those seedlings i forgot their names already Uh, koroks the koroks yeah Uh, like doing the little korok seed puzzles or coming across shrines like there was just enough stuff like off into the distance in that game that just made you want to keep on running forward and um Mm -hmm. but there was like certain things where like it it wasn't a traditional RPG like your weapons like like you you didn't keep your weapons around your weapons didn't last forever um save mm-hmm. for like the master sword um so like there wasn't really that that sort of grind to get typical RPG level stuff. yeah grind stat boosting yeah thing yeah so yeah. so so I guess having that out of my mind um let me focus more on just exploring and i i guess uh that's where like the world kind of came to life to me because a lot of times in fallout or any other game well maybe not gta because you don't spend that much time in menus but like in fallout 3 like i spent a lot of my time just staring at perks and uh my weapons and uh repairing weapons in my pit boy just staring at that screen you know 
And sometimes, yes, you know, yeah. that can distract you a bit from, you know, the world at hand. But I like yeah. how we walked our way back around to that because I think that's a good point. Like you spend less time in the menus and more time just exploring the world, which is, you know, even if you don't like the system in place as much, because I didn't really like it that much. I agree with you. You spend, mm-hmm. you know, less time sitting in a menu, even though that's addicting for us. Well, you know, I, me and you have that, you know, well, most yeah, gamers, for- we get addicted, but it's still, mm-hmm. yeah, a little disjointed. Yeah. 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 I, I guess that's why I like I enjoyed Zelda. I mean, there's there's probably numerous other reasons why the open world worked in Breath of the Wild for me. Um maybe because it, you know, it had that Nintendo polish and um it was essentially, you know, it's a Zelda game and I haven't played a Zelda game in quite some time. You probably you allowed yourself to get into it, which is a little different for you, I noticed, because a lot of times you'll be afraid Mm -hmm. of open world games. But with Zelda, you're like, well, I bought a Switch. I have all the time in the world. I'm just going to allow myself to get into it, which is with a lot of games, you have to sort of give yourself permission to Mm -hmm. get lost in it. Otherwise, it's overwhelming. Um, That's a good starting point, Fish. Um, Shay, uh, what about you? Like when you think of for for your personal tastes when it comes to open world appeal, um, what's important to you? Yeah. I what I really like about open world games is pretty much like the choose your own adventure style. You know, growing up I really liked reading those books, those style of books because um it always kept me engaged. Like I always felt like I kind of have some sort of control over every everything that happens in that world, so to speak. And it's not it's not obviously a one to one analogy, but that's kind of what it felt like to me and um, my first real example of that was actually Final Fantasy VII. I mean, to it's not a full, like you said, it's not a fully open world game. But when you when you get access to that map, you can go anywhere. And I remember when I was younger, and I had more time to spend doing that. I would just get lost in that map, looking for the next place to go. And mm-hmm. it it was a it was a really cool feeling, like being able to oh, if I want to go to um this city early on i can which is not advisable but i can if i want to you know at the end of the day and uh i i think that like over the years has only increased you know like that's kind of culminated into more more freedom over the years you look at something like the next um like big game for choosing your own path for me was something like fable uh, the first fable, even though it wasn't an open world game, it really gave the option to make your own choices. And then, like uh, you guys were saying earlier, the two big games that really, you know, kind of defined the open world genre were Morrowind and Grand Theft Auto Three, which were both really big games during my childhood. And those really, those really were choose your own adventure. So for me, that, mm-hmm. that that's the biggest advantage an open world game has like you can just get lost in the world exploring what you want to explore doing what you want to do mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's uh the choose i remember those choose your adventure books too but see i was uh, i would always i hated it because i always always cheat i would always like mark the page and then if i got the bad ending i would always flip back to the prior page and be like well what happens if i take the other I th- path i think we all did that man to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you probably. i'm pretty sure we all did that we were all i know i did. Dirty i would be lying if i if i said i didn't 
I did. Now as, now as an adult, I'd make a case for living with my consequences. You live with your consequences. It's part of the artistic integrity of the book. Except but, there um, really wasn't. Because no, a lot wasn't. of those <laughs> things were designed that literally the first or second choice you made, you just die. Kill you. The yeah, end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was yeah. goofy. Mm-hmm. We need adult choose-your-own-adventure books. That's what we need. Like, very it's serious adult. That would be like, do I drink the wine tonight? <laughs> do I have sex with that bargoyle? What do I do here? Bar-goyle. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, be, I like the idea that you would read, like, a couple, like, hundred pages just to find out that the path you took was a negative one, and you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that investment's interesting. And it has, no real, it has real implications, like... Oh, I decided to go to the club. I guess I'm not paying my bills this month. I'm homeless now. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, this is real. Fuck. You yeah, know, like, it has real. real world implications, not like yeah. a dragon ate your penis that. off and you bled to death. It's well, like an actual, it's actual real world <laughs> implications at that point. <laughs> the dragon would just be snapping at Fish's area. Like, <laughs> just can't quite read. The dragon would have a oh. very small mouth. We'll just say that. Precision. <laughs> it's, it's like, I gotta get my talent out for this. It's a baby dragon. Oh, huh. baby dragon. There you go. Yeah, you sick fuck. Huh. Um, well, you know what? I, uh, that's, that's a, I could see that for sure, knowing you. What about you, Josh? Um, um, open world. I... Regale me. I really like the systems-based ones. Like, ones where you're actually able to interact with the world in interesting ways. Um, For example, um, Breath of the Wild has been great because they give you all the tools to interact with that world right at the beginning. Basically during during the tutorial area on the Great Plateau. They give you everything you will ever be able to do to interact with that world right away. Um, And then Wait, 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 no. They don't give you a fishing rod. Oh, you goddamn right, fish. fish. They give you a bomb. Right. That is the fishing rod. <laughs> Pound it, fish. Pound it, fish. I do fish wish they saying, gave you a fishing rod, though. Yeah. Come on, even Twilight fully Princess explore all those wa- bodies Ocarina of water. Ocarina of Time had fishing. They all have fishing. If you want to fish, you either throw bread in the water or throw a bomb in the water, depending on exactly no, how you're feeling. That's, that's not the same thing, Josh. Come, mm-hmm. on. Come on. You know what he's trying to say. I need a fishing rod. You do, mm-hmm. huh? Even if the I fishing is as bad as it is in in Far Cry, you need the fishing rod. What did you? <laughs> what? What did you? Say? Don't get me riled up yet. That's a later, that's a later discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not later taking discussion. the bait yet. No, I'm not taking mm-hmm. the bait yet. Right. <laughs> but, not but yeah, I like the systems based <laughs> ones. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, fish um, just looked at me funny too. I was freaking out, and fish was just like. <laughs> Sorry, they can't see that. They can't see it on the webcam. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just reenacting it for our listeners. Go ahead, Josh. I interrupt you. I apologize. Go yeah, ahead. like I, I enjoy those. I enjoy stuff like uh, um, Just Cause. The big thing with that one was the parachute slash grappling hooks going on there. So just it makes it fun to get around the world. I mean, th- those are mm-hmm. those are the major ones. Basically, anytime they start to remotely try to make things realistic. It's garbage. You've wasted my time. Stop. Just, just don't. Just don't. Um. Yeah. Like GTA, I'm done with. Like it's they keep trying to make it more and more realistic. Like, or do you mean like the? Well, because the games suck. The games suck. The more they try to make it realistic, 
the less you want to be there. Because A, the setting sucks. B, the gameplay sucks, which is much more important. Um, I'm sucking here. Because you end up with, you know, enemies that can kill you in one or two shots if they want to make it at all realistic, which is not fun to play. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. They they have to have interesting systems for it to be at all worthwhile to play an open world game. Hmm. Okay. So the the realism is usually a big turnoff for you. I mean, it's not strictly that. I mean, they could do that well if they had anything interesting to do in the world. But generally, if it's realistic, that's that's just basically a fairly good giveaway that that's not what they're going for. So. Okay. Do you like, and you tend to generally prefer open world games where they don't tell you a lot about the world. You just have to go out and figure it out yourself, right? You're not so hand. They're not being um, your hands not being held through the whole thing, or does that matter to you? More or less. Um, I mean, like I, m- I mentioned, Breath of the Wild. They don't tell you basically anything there. Like you finish the tutorial, and they tell you to kill the last boss. That's that's the extent of the story in that game. Um, but exploring the world and just figuring out how you can interact with the world is so fun. Um. I already mentioned uh, Just Cause before, but that does a similar thing. You still have story missions and stuff, but those are all just blow up a thing. They're ridiculous, mm-hmm. just over-the-top nonsense. Um, and the yeah. fun part of that game is figuring fun out Cry, yeah. what dumb stuff you can do. Um, yeah, enemies yeah. do not kill you particularly well in that game, so you can just screw around. They're just they're fun to screw around in. Um, I mean, Zelda's interesting because that one actually is one of the few games that enemies are very lethal in that game, uh, just like in a lot of the others, but they, they feel like they give you enough wiggle room to still be able to actually experiment with stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing that Fish was talking about with Zelda that they tried really hard to perfect was the idea of... You know, just seeing something in the distance. So they did a really good job of color coding things mm-hmm. too with the shrines and all that stuff and the giant towers. Like they wanted you to be able to see something in distance and say, okay, well, before I turn this game off tonight, let me see if I can make it there or let me make it to this thing or yeah. that weird thing yeah. I see. It's a very, it's a visual thing. That's why they wanted yeah, you it marking is. everything it is. in your there's, maps. There's an awful lot going there as far as visuals go. Uh, just, just in the game world, just because, like you were saying, mm-hmm. things being color coded, uh, being able to tell. Anytime you look at a shrine, whether you've been there or not, is really cool. Even though they're, they don't stand out more, uh, they're still the same size, same color, or not the same color. This, you know, they don't glow more or less, but they just, they just change colors. Depending on what color the glow is, depends on whether or not you've been to a place or not yet. So if you see something glowing blue, you know you still need to go there. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Or orange. God, it's been a while Which since I played like the, that. It the, was one of the other. Orange. Orange. Yeah, is yeah orange. Orange, yes. orange means you haven't been there yet. Blue means you have. Yes. So yeah. And then the um, tower. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that the idea makes sense because you know you spend a lot of the game just looking around, so mm-hmm. it's like why you don't want to jump to a menu and grab a fucking, you know, waypoint or something like that. Yeah, so. but even when you do go to the menus, there's nothing on the menus. Like the the no, map yeah, in this nothing. game is it's the best map in a game in this decade, probably ever. Um, because it is just a map. Like, if you see something that looks interesting topographically, 
you can go check it out, but there's nothing saying there's a thing there. It's just a topographical map. Um, yeah. So is it yeah. all clear from the beginning? That's the only thing I don't remember. It, like, uh, is every topographical thing like there are? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's I empty until yeah. you get to a tower, mm -hmm. and the tower just reveals a map shape. Just yeah, just just the shape of the yeah. map. It just gives you the topographical map. Um, like it doesn't unlock. It's not like a Ubisoft style. Um, tower where you go there and as soon as you climb the tower you all of a sudden have 8,000 you know bits of string to collect yeah um, I'm, I'm torn on that though Josh because I agree with you that it's a cool thing and I loved Breath of the Wild but also it could be a little bit like I don't know there's there's some, it's it's kind of counterintuitive to ease of use for the player if you think about it um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing if that's what you're into but it's yeah it's a little I more mean, it uh, is but then again let's go back to Far Cry here. You finish the first island and mm -hmm. you have all these immediately go to the far end of the map with a quest because all the immediate quests are the far side of the map. So you just beeline directly to them on the road. But as you're going from so, point A to point B, you'll be on, you'll be opening up stuff on the map further. Like they don't, all the little details of the map are not immediately revealed to you. You have to, yeah, explore those. Yeah, out. you'll drive by them and find thing, and then you can do thing. So, well, I don't want to get sucked into that just yet. But I uh, know the thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking a lot about this conversation was how much traversal was important to me in open world games. Like, which is odd because like when I was a kid, I used to drive around and do a lot of deliveries and stuff. When I I worked for this company, and there was just or like whenever me and Fish or our friends would get together and we're like driving around our town or trying to find a new drug dealer or something that never happened of course um we know we it's just like this weird feeling of like traveling from place to place going to some weird like house or some trailer or some like part of the town you've never been to but it was like the feeling of doing it and like one thing i always strangely enjoyed about open world games for me was the feeling of actually traveling from place to place at mm -hmm. least at first like getting on my vehicle or my horse or my boat and actually going from that place to another place and seeing everything along the way instead of just blipping around. Because if you think about it, when we first started playing games, other than like the Final Fantasies, um, most games were just jumping from level to level, place to place, right? Like the feeling of exploration was rarely there or in a very tiny space. So I remember playing mm. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and like you would do a mission where you would like you have to track a guy down on a train. There'd be a big fight. You jump onto like a four wheeler and drive like a good distance away to some secret house in the woods. And there was this feeling of like travel and place and traversal that I, I always grew a fondness for. Um, and I was surprised that I like that. It's like, it's sort of like when we're in Sea of Thieves and we all, there's no way to, to speed around Sea of Thieves, right? Like it feels more satisfying because you have to literally sit there for every second of that boat traveling, whether it's, you know, you got good wind or not, like you are part, and then it feels better. Mm -hmm. Like when you're done, you're like, I don't feel cheated at all. Like every part of this journey feels earned. So I guess if you could take that feeling and sort of condense it down, you might have a good idea of what, what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you have to like the traversal the game offers, even in Wind Waker. I remember Wind Waker was an uh, open world game that I loved when I was a kid. That had a good feeling too, because you just got in a boat. And you felt the scale of the world while you were traveling around and you couldn't really speed it up. There was ways to adjust the wind to, to, mm -hmm. to speed up your travel, but you had 
to travel it out. You had to, and it just felt good to me. Um, now I know nowadays though, of course you can get a little fatigued there. People would rather just grab a waypoint and jump around, right? Mm-hmm. That's at some point you're like, I played this game for 40 hours. Just let me jump across the map. And I get that. I think it's good to yeah. have that option. Well, I mean, they eventually um, sort of got there because you had like, what, four places you could warp to on the map? It was very, very few. Um, what were they, the d- temples? What were the, the places you could warp to? I don't the, remember. The tornadoes. You could warp between the tornadoes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, oh, yeah, the other little cyclone things. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. 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 Um, which, yeah, it worked It worked for most of it. I think the only time it didn't really work was near the end of the game where you uh, had basically been everywhere, but... When you had to backtrack. When you yeah. had to backtrack. When you were exploring it, it was perfect. But it was the backtracking whenever um, that kind of became an issue. Yeah, I lucked out in Wind Waker because I hadn't explored everything whenever those backtracking Mm. missions came up. Mm -hmm. So I was exploring new quadrants like for the first time. Uh, Yeah, Um, yeah. So, but I know, but I get that that criticism's fair. I mean, if you had already explored a lot, you're like, okay, now I have to do this all again. But that was still an early game. That was two thousand like three. Yeah. So, I mean, that was very early on in this whole. In the whole process but that feeling's always stuck with me i don't know why it's just a strange mm-hmm. feeling of satisfaction that i get that makes the world and the place of the world we always talk about that right does the world have a feeling of place and that gives it to me um so that's something that's appealing to me and yeah. there are other elements that we'll talk about later that i didn't even know were appealing to me um but we will get into that as well but that's a good starting point for me where do you guys think open worlds are going where do you want to see them going like i think that's an important wrinkle to this question if let's say zelda has sort of left its stamp. People are think. What I'm curious to see is, I don't think people are going to copy Zelda as much as people think they will. For example, yeah. I, I remember listening to a lot of podcasts and they were like, "I think Zelda set the blueprint. Everyone's going to do this now." And I don't think so. I, I don't either. I think it's too hard of a blueprint. It's way too hard. Like there are so many little things that you have to get perfect in order to make that work at all. Um. Mm-hmm. I I really feel like the standard boring style of open world game is here to stay for quite some time. Um just because you can make a decent game that way. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I I That's I agree okay. With I you mean there. if 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 the world is yeah, I agree. I, if the world is interesting, I'm okay with that, but I agree. I don't think yeah, I don't think people can pull it off and I don't think they'll want to because yeah. it's not user friendly. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not, it's, you might look at Zelda and be like, that's mainstream. What do you mean it's not user-friendly? Yeah, Zelda can get away with it because it's Zelda. He walks, Link walks in a room with his big dick and everyone's just like, yes, you are the man. You know what I mean? But not everyone can pull that off. Um, Fish and Z- Link are the only two people I know that can do that. Um, but I mean, what about you, Fish? Like, where, where do you, well, actually, Josh, you didn't really answer the question. Maybe you don't have an answer yet, but like, do you have a way, where do you think open world games are heading or where do you want them to head? I don't think they're heading anywhere. I think they're going to stick okay. around and get shittier and shittier for the next several oh, years nice. until we're done with them. Um, Video games really, are over. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that seems like the most likely outcome currently based off of what I've been seeing. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there are outliers. I mean, Zelda came out last year, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and both of those are... Like I, like I said, systems-based games. Like, the, the interesting thing about them is just the way you play with the game systems. Um, in Zelda, just the exploration of it, um, figuring out how you can get around and stuff is really cool. And in Horizon, 
being able to shoot parts off of enemies is so cool. Um, and those stood out so much compared to all the other crap that we've been getting for so long. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. again, we've not seen that this year. It's not been a thing yet, so. Well, the the thing with open world games, like, if you're going to have, you know, this big real estate of area that you're going to give to the player to explore, like, give me a reason why I should explore, you know? Like, a lot of games will say, oh, we, we have all this real estate in this game. It's our biggest one yet. And yet, like, when you get in there, I'm not necessarily having fun engaging with the systems in the game and yeah i I think that's that's something that the these developers are probably learning at this point uh what's 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 engaging with for the player um and i think zelda kind of nailed it with its aesthetic and um just all the little random things you could do um in that world and like you said josh like they give you everything you need to traverse that world so Essentially, you yeah. can get to any place you want to. It's just figuring out how to fight the enemies in that yeah. area, and yeah, as yeah. they progressively get harder. So, so like open world games, like I don't mind playing an open world game, but give me a good reason why I should not just mainly mainline this story and be done with it. Like, if you want me to fully experience it, like. Give me, give me things that make me feel like I'm accomplishing something that's fun and rewarding. Yeah. Well, then why have you been? How would you? Why have you been enjoying Far Cry Five then so much? Because I mean, it's more traditional. And... It, it is. It is traditional, but like traversing in that land, uh, they give you very different options as far as traversing. Like you could take a boat uh, and travel yeah. through the river system, <laughs> you can take which is truck or bigger truck. Those are. Uh... The two modes of transportation yeah, four, in Far Cry Five: four wheel, four mm-hmm. wheeler, or not a quite a truck. ATV, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ATV, yeah. Uh, helicopter, helicopter is yeah. my favorite. Sky yeah. truck, <laughs> sky truck, or water truck. Those are those are all your transportation options in in Far Cry. <laughs> you just call everything a truck, Josh. That's not how it works. You can't just make everything a truck. That's What's all they have here? in hillbilly country. I want to call I wanna, <laughs> sky truck and water truck. <laughs> There needs to be a guy. And you save a lot of people's trucks in that game, too. There's, there's a lot of guys who are like, oh, hey, they took my truck. I need you to go get it for me. Mm-hmm. My lucky Which truck. Fascinating, considering there are trucks everywhere. Why, why does he need his truck back? What was in his truck? I don't what was so special about that truck? <laughs> like, they're everywhere. Just go find yourself a truck, sir. It's, it's not that important. particularly that, hard. That truck, that truck I... had my lucky rabbit's foot in there, Josh. Mm. My neighbors where I live, uh, they just sit outside and basically just tinker on their trucks all day long. They're like, it's like mechanic porn for them. So there are people out there like that. I promise you, I live (laughs) near them. Um, and to to each their own, whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. Uh, sorry, fish, you can continue or was that the end of your thought? Uh, no, I just, I just. For an open game to really work for me, it has to have very rewarding mm-hmm. stuff that, to get me to explore every nook and cranny yeah, of yeah. that game. And yeah. that's like how I fishing, felt with Breath like of the proper Wild. stashes, like yeah. outposts. Yeah, and Far Cry know, 5 manages it yeah. by forcing you to explore because there aren't quest missions. Mm-hmm. You just exploring unlocks the story. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I actually enjoyed that. Actually, to be honest, like you're not yeah. forced to go through story to, you know, get a certain weapon unlocked for you or uh, a, a vehicle unlocked. Like everything is open to you from the get go. Um, for your disposal. I just want to get Josh saying that. I want to get Josh that in the halls forever. There is no story missions. You just explore wherever you want and unlock the story. I just want mm-hmm. to get that. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my entire life, right there. Mm-hmm. Well, we just got it. It's recorded. Yeah. Unless he oh. edits it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right, Fish. We're recording this thing. That's weird. I t- thought this was all for, this was all for show, these microphones. Um, it is all right, for show. Shay. It is. <laughs> it is. These for something. <laughs> I feel like we've made that joke before. I think we have, yeah. We like to recycle jokes here. That's what we mm-hmm. do. Um, mm. if you like the, <laughs> never. I was gonna tease as a cheap Patreon plug. Uh, Shay, say? where do you, where do you see? Um, I was just gonna say, hey, if you'd like to help us write some better material, please support us. At <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> no, money will make us uh, no. tell uh, better jokes. Money, money makes fish. Do we smarter. suck? <laughs> Why don't you fix that at Patreon.com? <laughs> <laughs> get, the, get the suck what less a, What a sales pitch. <laughs> Only $100 yeah. a month. You can make us suck less. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, you know, my thoughts about this are pretty interesting. And if you want to hear, you need to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> $3 a month. And that's oh, the podcast. Blocking off content and just selling it oh. as DLC. No, okay. Seriously, I was yeah, listening. Yeah, no, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was a podcast. I won't name them because they're a big one. When they first came out, half their podcast you could listen to, and to get the other half, you had to be a premium subscriber. That's a real thing. Anyways, go ahead, Shay. I wonder how much. You know what? I don't care. None of my business. Um, you know, for the future, and I don't think it's in the near future. I think it's more of like in the distant future. I see, um, video games like I, and this is probably fairly optimistic. I'm hoping VR takes off um more so and i would see open world games going into something like that um i honestly w- when i think of this i think of something like uh sword art online or i think of something mm. like westworld where you're kind of integrated mm, into this world yeah. via vr and via That'd this like cool. whole body experience and you really actually I enter like a different world and i think this is far yeah, off in the future cool. But I could see that being a possibility. Oh, I don't man. see it happening in the next few years. I'm honestly more on the same lines of what Josh is saying, really, that I see um, th- them kind of staying the same for the most part. I-, I can see a few things changing, though. Like, I could, like, we've seen it with Fallout 4, where they started integrating, like, building into that world and that was definitely mm-hmm. my least favorite part about fallout um besides preston garvey constantly <laughs> requesting mm-hmm. yeah. me to go do new fetch missions but that's mm-hmm. we've already documented that on a previous podcast but I, I i could see like kind of leaving more of your own identity on a world being the next natural evolution of an open world game and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean building but that's a part of it I feel like, yeah. you know, when you when you enter an open world game, you are just like this this blip in this world, and you go around and you do things and you leave an impact on some of the people, but the world yeah. itself you don't leave much of an impact on. 
Well, yeah, it doesn't change much. Yeah, it's going on that. I mean, one of my favorite open world games, and no one calls it that, but Minecraft. That's that's what it is. Like you yeah. you yeah, the world is yours. Like no one else has seen it until you, you know, spawn that, you know, world seed, spawn in there for the first time, and then you just do whatever right. you want there. Um, yeah, and. I mean, really, I I am much more interested in, in that style of open world game than a lot of the collectathon crap we've been getting from you know you the know, major developers lately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think a lot of I think a lot of the open world games now, a lot of them have been kind of about this, like how do we add additional content? Well we're going to add collectors quests and we're going to do those kind of things. And what, what's really set the bar, I think lately or not lately recently, excuse me, is God of war, because I feel like Mm. each one of the side quests, the side missions in that game, they, it has a purpose, you know? Um, And it, Mm -hmm. it feels like each quest in there serves towards the development of the characters in the main, game i like the the overall point of the game yeah. and whether it's directly or indirectly and if they can somehow do that within the an open world game where they're not just giving you fetch quests they're not just giving you endless quests like fallout 4 did then that's gonna serve both the game the narrative or not not both but the game the narrative and the the person playing the game it's more interesting it's more yeah, yeah. digestible mm-hmm content at that point. Yeah. It's you know it's interesting. Um I mentioned this briefly before about the you know similarities between God of War and uh Beyond Good and Evil. But the more I've played God of War, the more it just I don't think it's an open world game. It's it's an old school action adventure is really what it is. It has a central you know world hub but I really don't think yeah. it's an open world game. Like it really it's fits. A hy- it's no. a hybrid. Yeah, it's it, more of a hybrid. It thing. feels it feels much more at home among games like you know Ocarina of Time and Beyond Good and Evil and other stuff in that genre. Um, right, right. What, what about like, like, like say I, I kind of relate it to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, would that be considered kind of like in the vein of how what? Our, our well, God of War right now looks because in God of War, like yeah, you could do those side missions and they're mm-hmm. you're exploring around in that lake, but it just feels like you're just it's almost like you're going down, going through the story, and it's just a main line, and then eventually it opens up to like, I, five different I directions. Really, Bioshock's too linear. Bioshock's oh, too yeah, linear. Well, it's Bioshock's just, too linear, but I I it, think of it like is the, the game we recently setting. played. The game we recently played that I would say would be something like Shadow of the Colossus, really, where you have that central area, yeah. and it's pretty open, and you choose which different areas you go to, and that is where that action-adventure comes in, because even though it's such an expansive world, each area is like a different level, a different, just like a small... Would you consider Shadow area. of the Colossus? Would you consider Shadow of the Colossus an open-world game? No. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I still feel like that's oh. more in the action-adventure style. Right thing like it, it, you have a gigantic world to explore yeah but there's not really a reason to there's not 
you don't get mm-hmm. to play around in the world. There's nothing interesting yeah. going on. You can explore it, but that is it. Like there is nothing else to do if you're not yeah. on the main storyline right. missions. Right. There are no There's NPCs two, in there. You actually interact with that give you a new, a unique story. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's a very expansive world. You can go to different areas, but you have zero influence on that world. You're just going and killing, and that to me is an action adventure. So Whereas what's like, your what's your barometer for an open world? Would that be a game that has side quests? A w- open no, world that actually it's just has like, side, like you, you which, can leave some sort of impact on the world. Like you, like for yeah. example, in Fallout Three, you can choose to or any of the which Fallout factions games, you want to really Scrolls, work for and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're actually affecting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, you know, Skyrim did stuff like that. Depending on you, you can leave some sort of a mark on the world. So. I mean, that's not strictly necessary, but it definitely, you know. I no. I can see. I feel. I feel it's like like a static versus dynamic. Like at the end of the day, Shadow of the Colossus, like it's kind of a static world. Even though you defeat these creatures, nothing about that world really changes. Whereas if something like a Fallout or an Elder Scrolls or uh, Grand Theft Auto. If I side with a faction, that world changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you, especially you know, like something like Grand Theft Auto, you side with a faction, there's one part of the city you cannot go to because everyone's going to try and kill you. That changes. That is same, dynamic. Yes. That city is dynamic. That's true. S- same with Nier and stuff like that. Like, it changes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, it does feel static. Like, it feels hollow and just like it's there for... It's like dressing. It's just like window dressing, um, but right. it doesn't actually add in. There's no gameplay depth to it. Mm-hmm. You, you, right, exactly. You know, it's something I'm thinking of. Static or dynamic? Like we need to like coin these terms: mm-hmm. static or dynamic. Do we, we need to sit down? Like, do we have our own like dictionary? When someone's like, "This is an open world game," we're like, "No, no, 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 no! It's static. See, that's not. This does yeah. not meet the sword chomp requirements for." Yeah. Interesting to think about. No, I kind of I like Shay's idea. I don't really know where I think. I'll, I'm with you, Josh. I don't think everything's going to copy Zelda. Um, everything's going to copy Battle Royale games right now, and I don't think people can duplicate Zelda. Um, or mm-hmm. maybe even they don't want to, but... Um, I don't, I don't I think, think it's strictly idea, necessary, yeah. Like, I think there are still other options out there. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Far Cry is probably my favorite open-world game ever, and, you know, Josh hates it. So it just goes to show you that everyone likes different things. I, I, I Here's my theory. I think everyone will make excuses for something if they like what it's offering. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I will make, if you like the content, you'll make excuses for the fact that it's not really doing anything special or, or the fact that maybe there's something like Zelda. I, I agree. It did some revolutionary things, but that like just seeing something on a map and wanting to go to it doesn't tickle anything in my brain clit. Mm-hmm. So like different blank brain clits for different folks. So, um, and that's fine. I think that's. <laughs> That's that's that that's a beautiful thing. I, that's what's great about gaming. Like I don't like Ubisoft games, but I like Far Cry Five. Is there something special they're Ubisoft. doing in there? Um, not too soft though. <laughs> I yeah, be soft. Yeah. That's what she said. You messed me up, damn it. Um, you be soft. Uh. Um, I have some good commentary I wanted to read on that note, but I do like the idea of like a VR, a virtual reality game. They'd have to make it both in VR and not in VR because people like Resident Evil 7 because too many people are opposed to VR and it would kill them. But the idea that you... Can you imagine this, Shay? 
Josh and Fish, where you like have all of your management shit in your regular open world, and then you go back to your real life, like your Sword Art Online thing, right? Or your Westworld, where you step into your real life shoes, and then you have your real life management shit you have to deal with. It's almost like two games in one. It would just be the most overwhelming, uh, overburdening thing ever be created, and I would be totally down for it if they could pull it off. But I like the idea. I, w- I would never Or they just, you know, not have all that inventory shit. Like, you don't need that much. Yeah. Give me like, a gun. Because I mean, that's, that's kind of my whole point. Give me with, a horse. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't need a ton of extra stuff. Like, yes, in the yeah. systems ones. That I mean, is like, nice sometimes. It's nice, yeah. Yeah. Like, really. Well, system, so. systems is relative, though. I usually use the same three weapons in Far Cry, and there's plenty of things that I mayhem that... Uh, crazy things happen all the time, but it, there's still a generic weapon wheel in that game. But I, well, I agree with you guys. There is, I but it also like doesn't simplicity. even need to be there. Like... You start the game and you have completely progressed through the entire. Like, there's nothing to do. Like, you're not getting any stronger. You eventually. Well, like, the perks. Like, there's I've, a lot of perks. Yeah, I've seen the perks. They're garbage. Like, they really. Uh, they don't do anything. Sneaking perks. Tell us how you really perks. feel. Mm hmm. I don't know about that. I think those perks are. They're nothing. They're, they're pretty straightforward. You got a health perk, a sneaking perk, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't say they're... Um, we'll talk about that later, Josh. I want to get to some of these comments because um, that's been a really fun conversation. Um, the No Time for Time Travel podcast left a comment on our page. They're friends of the show. Um, but they had a really cool comment. Uh, they said, um, by the way, if you want to leave a comment every Thursday at Swordchomp on the Instagram page, we will try to read your comments on the show. Um, Trey picks some of our favorites here. And they said, I see open world games going the route of virtual world where you can live in it. This is almost like what Shay said. Basically taking Zelda, Breath of the Wild's freedom of actions and having the expansiveness of No Man's Sky. But if they ever make a game like that, there will be no end to one. It would mm-hmm. basically be like living in Ready Player One. And I actually thought that was interesting because randomly ge- random generation is something we haven't really talked about, but that could be the future. Like, if you can randomly generate enough things in the world in an interesting and, and diverse, diverse way, then that, that's a really cool thing to have. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who mentions No Man's Sky is going to get on my good list. Uh, a couple other uh, real cool comments here and um, that we can skim through. Uh, this one's pretty cool. So, Fuzzy Panda 21 said, I think open world games are heading to the path of realism, making more realistic mechanics and features, because before it was all about who had the biggest map. Now, there's two things there. I know, Josh, you talk about how the realism drives you crazy to some degree, but... It did seem like for a while we had the race for the biggest map. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that that was, it was like a cock showing contest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I hate those because I always lose. I always lose the cock showing contest. <laughs> and I have a lot of bad memories that come back. But um, in all seriousness, like that's what it was for a while. Everyone was yeah. like, whose map is bigger? Right? Mm hmm. And um, that's nice that even games like Far Cry now, it's, it's not a huge world. It's just got more density. Zelda was a big world, but actually Zelda was pretty fucking huge, to be fair. I don't think it's a good example. But um, the idea of condensing the worlds down but, but adding more detail, I think, is, is probably for the best. Um, I mean, but not, that's true. Not that's strictly, a- but I, I'm definitely on board with the whole, that's not. We don't need to make that the metric for open world yes. game. Like, that's not, that does not make the game better. It does not, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, Velarde2092 said, I see maps getting bigger, which isn't a terrible thing, but it can be overwhelming, which is true. We talked about that. Fish had that same feeling I did with a lot of open world games. 
Like, it's too much to do. Now, this is one of the interesting things I I feel like even when I love a game, it can be overwhelming. Like, even with Far Cry, sometimes I'm like, I want to do this all, but like, how am I supposed to do this, man? I don't have the time. And it's a beautiful problem to have because I might play that game for four months, but the overwhelming nature of it, like Fish was alluding to, kept him away from a lot of open world games. It's It's scary. Yeah, and I mean that and like the content not being as engaging to me um mm-hmm. plays a big role for at least open world games. Filler. Like, yeah. Why do people like, get into filler? I never understood that. Like the like when you get to a mission and it's just so obvious like hey, go to this place and kill 10 guys and mm-hmm. you know, it's just yeah. like usually it's tied into like some sort of stat boost, like some yeah. small increment like whether it's experience or you get like a certain perk. Uh, unlocked but um they're usually just very minuscule like yeah finding those magazines in fallout 3 that increase your um i forgot what the uh, your your stat your your normal stats i guess like finding the bobbleheads or the magazines um they're Mm -hmm. all just incremental increases like they it you essentially but once that, you but once you get that's to not that really a quest though that's just something you'd find exploring the world you'd find this right. item you know right yeah but like yeah finding that stuff like maybe that is a little bit more interesting than like doing like a side quest that doesn't really feel fleshed out per se but um yeah like no story I, to it yeah mm-hmm. yeah but uh, maybe that's why I, I actually beat Fallout 3, because, like, I found a lot of the uh, side areas, like, finding the different vaults and seeing what the mm-hmm. fuck happened in them was interesting to me. And, Environmental mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And At like, the time, it was really cool, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I haven't played anything as dense like that, and that's why I wanted to kind of explore everything in that game. Whereas, like, I guess in Zelda, like, I didn't do everything in that game. But like I, 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 I wish I did. But like, it, it would be too time consuming, you know, to try mm-hmm. and get everything. There's probably even some stuff in Zelda that was a little bit fluff, and like a little like, eh, do I really need to? Do this? And maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you don't need to do any of it, though. I mean, like, kind of like I was saying before, like, well, you finish the tutorial and they tell you to kill the last boss. Like that's yeah, but no, whatever gonna, else I mean, you want to do, do is do that, but. So, yeah. I can also chop off my dick with a steak knife. That doesn't mean I should. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants you to go straight to get should. it. should. <laughs> I, th- I think the world so, would be better off if you did. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. Um, probably what I love, uh, Ectological said, probably what I love most about open world games is the choose-your-own-adventure aspect of them. Weird! That's what Shay said. Uh, in Far Cry 5, ah. if you want to take a break from hunting crate... <laughs> Get thought you were just mocking me or making a bird sound. Um, in Far Cry 5, if you want to take a break from uh, hunting and crazies with a bow and go relax and fish, you can do that. Probably the best open world experience I've had is Breath of the Wild um, that came out. Uh, Breath of the Wild came out was Morrowind. Um, okay, I screwed that up. So he's saying he loved Breath of the Wild, but Morrowind changed his life. Mm-hmm. It was the first open world game he couldn't put down. So, um See, and this and ecological has combined my love of Far Cry and your love of Zelda. See, they can coexist. They can coexist in a peaceful place. They coexist in my heart too. Um, ha! Miscontrol. Ha! 
Miscontrue said, I can tell you where I hope open world gaming is going. I hope they somehow find a way to truly reward exploration in a satisfying way without diminishing the value or enjoyment of games for non-completion. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good point. You know, you don't want to feel, there's a horrible feeling when you're like, oh, if, am I missing out? You know, it's that fear of missing out that right. Fish always talks about. Yeah. Like yeah. missing out certain story beats or like a certain mission mm. that everybody's talking about, but somehow you just never explored a certain area and missed out on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love Far Cry because they reward me by just doing anything I want in that game. And I wish more games would do that. Um, Border Jumper uh, had a joke. She said, um, let me finish Skyrim first and I'll answer this. That's if the podcast is still around in 2025. Um, Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> we did, we're, be our we're going with that, board. huh? That's our parrot. <laughs> That's our snarky mm-hmm. parrot. That's our God. laughing parrot. That <laughs> parrot sounds like he's planning for the fjords. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is a breather. All right, I'll, I'll chop I'm this down. I'm planning for something. That one may have been uh, a bit much. Answer. Bethesda really has set the precedent for open world games, and it has been exciting to see more um, series like God of War, Final Fantasy XV, and Zelda, games I all loved as well, expand their worlds tenfold in recent releases. Now that there have been this lull between the release of Skyrim and these new games that have adapted to larger worlds, I'm curious to see what they have planned for the next Elder Scrolls. That's me as well, because Skyrim and Morrowind broke the barrier, right? What the hell are they going to do with the next Skyrim game? Because that has to be a a trend. First off, you're forgetting Oblivion. Which was the best of the three. I don't like um, Morrowind no, was good, mm, but with Oblivion introducing mm, fast yeah. travel, it made it even better. Oblivion was the Oblivion best. Oblivion was really Oblivion good. Oblivion was eh. Oblivion was great, but it was empty. It was empty compared to Skyrim. No. And Skyrim's still empty for my taste. There's just no. not, not a lot to do in that no. game. It's just it's, no. at its no, time, no, Shay, no. it was great. I'm not taking Oblivion at the time was revolutionary. Yeah. Look, I'm not taking eh. anything away from it. I don't know. I like the whole was, second dimension Sorry. thing going on in oblivion compared to that was cool that worked out well it was very cool you go into a completely yeah, yeah that was cool world but they were just weren't they like these short little like uh realms where you just kill a bunch of people and then leave and go back to your world again if you don't even know what are you saying i don't it's been like when did oblivion come out 2006, buddy. One yeah. year after, one year before Bioshock, and you remember Bioshock really well. Yeah. Barely, yeah. Well, Bioshock was a, was a classic, so um, that should be that should be our new fight: Bioshock versus Oblivion. Well, you know, they can both live. We don't have to pick one. Oblivion, Oblivion. Is Every that... time I see Oblivion, mm, I hear that. Oblivion. Mast- I hear that Mastodon song. Byproduct of Evian. Oblivion. Okay. Um. That Mastodon Oblivion song is fucking amazing. Uh, I don't Wait, know, I don't who, who isn't that the beat of... By the way? Never mind. Uh, border Jumper, Mel. Border Jumper, you are my new friend. We are friends now. You don't want to be Shay's friends. You are dark, right. He, well, path. he is right. Eh, we used to be friends. And Bethesda yeah. set the bar. We used to be friends. Yeah. And then she I is, took an arrow to the You and me or you and Border Jumper? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, see joke. it's it's so hard uh, josh 2011 call mm-hmm. wants his joke back but a boom you know it's you know carry it josh carry it like a albatross to your grave that's true um, 
Morgan's been carrying that's what she said around since 2008. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be 70 years old and I'm gonna be the most annoying guy in this the old folks home yeah. it's like oh can you stick it right there that's what she said it's gonna be me your, your so. granddaughter's <laughs> gonna come visit you and say something yeah like can you help me put the screw in my toy mm-hmm. and uh, yeah in your uh, dementia and your fart and shit covered diaper I, I think it'd be I filled can... rather than covered, unless you are uh, having some very loose diapers. I don't know. Mm. Uh, you but... know, mm. as, as as funny as that is, I've had having tough weeks. I went to an old folks' home this week, and I was just like looking around and like talking to some of the people there, and I was just, oh man, it really makes you appreciate life when you see like people have Alzheimer's or dementia or all these terrible things. Dude, like, oh my, yeah, I, it's, I don't it's wanna... real. Ugh. It's well, my my <sighs> my mother used to work at one of those um, for years. And sometimes I would have to go stay there because um, I was younger. And it was always really disconcerting as you're walking the, through the halls. And um, there's some really cheery older people in there because they're like, oh, my God, it's a human that wants to talk to me. And they're super cheery and happy. And then you walk by a, like a particular wing and you hear, I want to die. And you're just like, oh, that's what it's like getting old. Okay. I don't ever want to get old. And that's... Yeah, yeah. and that's the sad thing uh, that we... And that was yeah. just because he was oh, playing I... Far Cry 5. <laughs> oh! <laughs> In the past. I refuse to laugh at that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. Um, Lopez Lyman 70... Man, I am fascinated by how many people have mentioned Far Cry 5 in this, and it's teasing me because we can't talk about it yet. Um, open World Gaming gives us... A path to unlocking our own imagination. In Far Cry 5, you have a vast land with lots of different paths to explore. Lots of people are using Far Cry 5 to go hunting and fishing instead of advancing the story. In Breath of the Wild, you have a chance to capture the old feeling of the original game by having to explore the game to advance the story like finding the temple. GTA gives us what most games never could, the ability to explore real places in a fictional setting and murder them, unfortunately. Um, In Los Santos, I've been able to drive to buildings and places I've been to in real life. See... And that's that's a mm-hmm. weird thing into of itself that sort of breaks that barrier between video games. It's like it's cool to just see something you see every day just because it's in a video game, which is odd. I don't really get off on that as much as some people do, um, but I get it. I I think that's a cool thing. Um, yeah. And he also mentioned a lot of Breath of the Wild stuff here. Uh, okay, let's see if we can grab um, two quick other ones and then we can move on. Hand safe. And this is good. He said, I would hope to cut down on the repetitive nature of many of them currently playing Mad Max. And while it plays and looks great, it's already getting stale 10 hours into it. I felt mm. the same with shadow of Mordor and stopped playing it. Red dead did it right. I think drop in drop out co-op should be the standard too. However, not required. Yeah. It's a shame that in far cry five, only one player gets story credit. That's true. And that bothers me in far cry five. If you play with a friend, you can do everything together. How? But only one person gets the the story credit. Yeah. Which is how odd. how is that a thing? Because you're literally doing nothing in that game. You just go around and shoot stuff in I, the face. How are you not filling story bar if you're hopping into someone else's game to do that? Well, because you're filling their story bar. Still, so, like that's maybe yeah, it's hard. For come on, to, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. You you can figure that out. That does not seem you like. Know what's, you know what's weird is when Dead yeah. Island came out back in 2010 or 10, I think it's 10 uh-huh. or 11. Um, that was one of the things like you could do co-op in the story mode and stuff, even though it was an open world game. 
but only one person got the story credit. Hmm. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, that happened seven years ago and they haven't fixed that problem. Hmm. That might be because it's not a fixable problem. That might, the issue more than likely would be that if you're doing very specific weird things in one person's world, if you go back to your world and every little thing you did with them is open, then either you can't explore it again or it's that you might be on a different pace of the story than they are. Like, there's probably just, I'm not trying to make excuses. There's no I, I'm story not in this game. Like, what's, what's to miss? Like, there, there's the literally nothing. The best parts of the game. Okay. Well, if you think there's no story, Josh, then that's a, uh, I can't help you with that because, mm-hmm. uh, each section of the world, when you complete enough of it, you actually get a chunk of story entertaining. Ooh. Um, there's, yeah. there's, I won't be finding games. out about any of it having already sent it back. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> it's a shame, Josh, you sent back one of my favorite games. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. Just say yes, Josh. Just say yes. No. To another GameFly subscription of Far Cry 5. No. Uh, Deadwas. Last comment. Open world is a feature these days. It's great to walk around in these huge virtual worlds and gaze upon the horizon, plotting where to go next. But what makes me want to be and stay on the world, um, be invested, if you will, I need feedback from who and what I encounter, which is sort of like what you guys were talking about earlier. Like, are you leaving an impression on the world? That's important to people make it feel like you're doing things that matter that's one of the cool things about far cry too when you you clear an outpost it'll be like gives you that little music me and fish always joke around and then like hey now good guys took over this place and i can buy weapons and get cars and stuff so it's like i'm changing this world for the better um Mm -hmm. that's cool are you good stuff Yes, I think I don't know. Are you maybe you're a cultist? The, maybe you'd rather the be... other the other crackers with guns now live in this place. Is that that was the alternate title, Josh? Okay, crackers with guns was the okay. uh, subtitle that they had okay. to get rid of. <laughs> Far Cry Five, crackers, crackers with guns. With guns. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have sold better. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, by the way, a bunch of people mentioned Atomic Heart to me, so we need to watch this. Uh, Dead Wasp mentioned it as well. So have you seen the Atomic Heart trailer? I haven't. Maybe we'll all watch it right after the show mm-hmm. and check it out. Um, it might flow well with uh, the topic next week that we have planned. So thanks for the comments, by the way. We can't read them all. I wish we could, but if you left a comment, um, I'll tag you in it, and we will discuss this as much, you know, Every Thursday, we'll have a new question of the week at Sword Chomp on Instagram. Uh, so I want to do some polls, and I'm going to s- split the polls right into our bio break because there's a nice flow into it. bunch of fun polls this week. One I did for Shay because Shay puts up with a lot of my horrible polls, so I wanted to do a poll just for Shay that'll probably make Josh want to puke. Um, but we have some good things to talk about here. The first one that I thought was kind of humorous, uh, gaming tattoos. So this was random. I know, Fish, you have the legendary Mr. Mime tramp stamp um, that has gone down mm-hmm. in Sword Chomp history mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah. it's infamous um and if you want to see that that's going to be another tier that we're going to open up on our patreon page where we, you can see this is mr my tramp stamp the, yeah. the, the tramp stamp well, tier you you don't have to pay to see mr mime itself <laughs> but to actually see the move list that uh that fish has oh. picked out for mr mime <laughs> below that tramp right stamp yeah. yeah 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 mm-hmm. that 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 cost extra it's a good move list mm-hmm. let me tell you what yeah. yeah. Sucker punch. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, you'd either. think it was just oh, mimic, mimic. It's not. It's yeah. not just mimic. You, uh, no. yeah. 
There's mud slapped. <laughs> <laughs> mud slap. Oh god, that's like Wait, such Mr. weird Mime Pokemon. Has fly? How? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the power of your imagination. All right, so uh, a couple things here. The the tattoo article is spawned by this really weird. By the way, I don't like to say anything negative about anyone who just is doing something and living their life in a happy way. But some guy got a Fortnite tattoo of his favorite character from Fortnite. It made me laugh because Fortnite doesn't have characters. It doesn't have characters. It's a what? fucking. It's, it's, what? Yes, yes. Someone got a Fortnite tattoo, um, and it was in the poll. If you looked really closely. Um, and I was going to read it right here, but it got me thinking if you guys could get a tattoo of anything gaming related, what would it be? And some people like messaged me and was like, yeah, I really want to know what you guys are going to say. So fish, you could get a tattoo of anything gaming related in the world. What would you get? Right off the top of your head. Boom. Uh, I'm going to dance around this question because I don't know, but <clears throat> every time I see somebody with a Triforce tattoo, mm-hmm. for some reason, I always think it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I wonder they if, if they, I've, I've, I've seen cool this guy, kids. he has like, uh, I've seen, yeah, I actually, know, I don't know the guy, but I've seen around um, my... You just stalk guess, him. Uh, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> in my city, I guess. <laughs> in my city. Mm-hmm. Um, and he yeah. has a Triforce mm-hmm. with, the, with the wings going off it right on top of his hand. And I'm like, oh man! I that's... thought you were gonna say buttocks, right on his buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't be able to see that. I wouldn't be looking at another man's butt bare naked for any reason other than. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like how Fish felt the need to really, really dig himself out of nobody do- sexuality right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> nobody buried no you yet. You still felt the need all, to I dig. I would you. never look at another man's butt. <laughs> I would never. Like unless we were having sex. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're not guilty for sure. Anyways, continue. Um, oh, so Triforce. Okay. That's yeah, the Triforce is yeah. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one I of those mean, it's very basic. That's one of those tattoos. Yeah. that's really cool. Like it'd probably be fun, but you also probably know that anybody who has a Triforce tattoo probably, you know abuses their girlfriend ironically uh so you know maybe maybe that's not what you really want what that was a st- I, I don't even get that joke can you explain that to me no just <laughs> uh never mind i actually want josh <laughs> to expand upon this i'm confused now just that sort of personality yeah. type yeah okay i huh i feel like that would have been like they the think go-to. they're I a met- great guy just never mind mm. Never mind him. Huh. What? You can't never mind everything, Josh. Mm-hmm. That's not how life works. There's not I don't get really anything mind. else there. It's just the personality types involved. Okay. Just so more of an observational thing. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Josh is stereotyping. Mm-hmm. It's like Fish. Fish wants a... Are you stereotyping Fish because he wants one of those tattoos? I think what, he's in an abusive relationship. Yes, yes. I do. I think he's in an abusive relationship, but I don't Your wife has one, doesn't she? (laughs) She's the one slinging the Triforce around. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Fish doesn't wield the Triforce of power in that uh, that relationship. It's, uh... Yeah. I I do think you'd be a cool... I need the Master Sword. Honestly, I think that would go a long way. As far as tattoos that go a long way with the ladies, like... Ladies love Zelda. What can I say? A lot of beautiful ladies that have Zelda tattoos, and I think that if you had a Triforce tattoo, it's not going to hurt you. 
And they're going to the bar. I think half the ladies in the world and probably half the guys in the world think Link is Zelda. Oh, I love playing as Zelda, that green elf with the sword. He's so cool. Mm. I love Zelda. Mm. I like to think we're past that era of confusion. Oh, we're not. Or maybe we're thought, not. Oh, we're not. I thought those people died <laughs> off. Far from. Oh, no, 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 no. They grew up with us. See, while we were the nerdy ones being like, that's Link, and pushing our glasses to our forehead, they were busy playing football and other sports. Hmm. And now we're... I like to get... Doing other things with their lives. I like to get really nerdy with it. What about Tetra from Wind Waker? Ugh. Anyways. Um, so, that's, that's an interesting one, for sure. Fish, Triforce, Shay. Gaming tattoo. You're going to a Japanese parlor. They're going to slap some ink on you. What are you getting? Um... Shit, I don't know, man. Um, I think I don't have a clue. I I, I have never wanted a tattoo, so I I don't. Know so did you I vote did. no? Did you vote no on this poll? <laughs> I don't want a tattoo. I yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Well, there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I I like if I had like if someone put a gun to my head and said you have to get a tattoo. I think it would be something Final Fantasy related. Like, it would be yeah, yeah. like one of the ships, like the Highwind or Ragnarok. Or. A ship, huh? Wow. Or maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Cactor? That would be cool. Yeah. That yeah. would be kind of cool. Be very cute. You know what would be cool? If, like, if I just designated my body to getting, like, all the summons and the GFs and the Aeons of all mm. the Final Fantasy games. Like, you know how there are people who do, like, Disney That's characters mm-hmm. or Marvel characters or video game characters? Just my whole body would just be the Aeons and the Summons and the GFs in the Final well, Fantasy before, universe. That would that be amazing. Would be badass. But before you do that, you'd actually have to finish all the Final Fantasy games. Otherwise, you look like a big poser. Okay. Don't you think so? Like, if you had all the Final Fantasy tattoos, but you hadn't finished all the games, people would, you know, it'd be a little weird, right? Yeah, 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 I suppose so. But the one, the one thing I would have to do is I would get, like, the biggest one would be just, like, I'd get a full chest piece, and, like, sh- mm-hmm. Shiva would be up on my neck, and somehow she would disproportionately have her breasts around my breasts, oh, and my nice. nipples would be mm-hmm. her breasts. A, a, a Shiva breast piece! I like it. Yeah. That's right. <sighs> your bra- that yeah. would be arousing. That would be still, confusing. I because, never like, understood it, exactly why Shiva went through that surgery just just to get to Japan. I don't either. I think I think Madonna had some sort of influence on that. Maybe. Mm, I don't get that joke either. Um, well, that's an interesting one, Shay. If I was a woman who was with you when you were making love to me, I'd be so turned on by your Shiva tattoo that I would be like double turned on. By your double kicker sex moves and then your Shiva tattoo all over your chest. Um, what about you, Josh? What would you get? Double kicker se- What the fuck? Fish knows what I'm talking about. Did you see that? You gotta go with the beat. You're at sex to music, Josh. Oh, are you making... Oh, you're making a reference back to my double kick drum joke from forever yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What'd you think? I mean, double kicks. Double kicks. Remember, we're about thing. recycling no jokes in no... this podcast, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did, but... Yeah. It's, not, it's not a violent thing. I'm, I'm not... not kicking anyone. Double <laughs> kicker? Okay. Sure. 
Yeah, double kickers. Base double kickers. Sorry, I thought people knew what I meant. Thank you to for explaining fair, in great fair, detail. I thought it was like, you know, like, I thought you were referencing something about, like, a contract. And the kicker. Like, the added kicker, incentive yeah, of I've this contract. Yeah, I've not heard... Really? God I've damn. I've not heard a double base. Strange. It's double base. I've not heard a double... Oh, you guys don't call it double kickers? Huh. No, it's it was throwing she, me Shay, off you've there. Called it double... called Shay, you're a drummer, and you've called it double kickers around me before. I, I have never you. called it double kickers. Uh. All Sorry, right. well, I'm not gonna back you up. Maybe that one. was just you're, you're probably I don't know. Somebody. I'm did. definitely you, right. You, could... you def- for some reason you thought we always podcast at seven and we never did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fish has got my back, right? No. Um, what about you, Josh? Uh, Are you gonna vote I probably no wouldn't get well? one. Probably. Um. Yeah. Probably not. I know a guy who does a sick Triforce tattoo. <laughs> uh, if if I had the money, I'd get all my favorite Pokemon on me. Nice. All okay. my so favorite Pokemon. So your whole body would just be filled with Bidoof? <laughs> <laughs> Army of Bidoofs. It's a Bidoof orgy. They're just all fucking. <laughs> all doing random things, yeah. I'd be fine Plus with that, too. slaps, yeah. He's just got a train of Bidoof going all the way around his arm, all the way down. <laughs> a Bidoof train? Yeah. God, that should be just the spiraling the all the way Josh. down to his wrist. I want you to get a bunch of Bidoofs, and I want you to make a sex train. That's what I want, that's what I want to see. Uh, you know, Fish, that's a good one. I would get a Blastoise for sure. Maybe the old fat Blastoise from, like, the blue and red days. Um, or the something from Final Fantasy VIII, of course. But I thought about this a lot, because I think Blastoise is going to be my first tattoo because... Not only do I love Pokemon, but I love turtles. So it's a safe bet either way. Yeah. And like once you're married, honestly, like I used to think, I used to be young and dumb and think that I had a, too, a dumb tattoo a woman I was dating was going to judge me. And then you get older and you're like, well, who gives a fuck? Like if, if it's a girl who doesn't think my Blastoise tattoo is cool, then I don't fucking want to be with her. You know what I mean? But when you're younger, you don't think that way because you're really. Oh, did you get married this weekend? Um, I will be getting married this October. Oh, so. okay. And you'll have your Blastois tattoo? shown through your tuxedo um, you know what if i can if i had the money i would get one he'll today, have a little cutout so. right above his tails for his blast when josh and fish <laughs> when josh and fish come up here for the uh the bachelor stuff we should i should just get some money saved up and we should all show get like tattoos on the same day and just do matching tattoos with each other <laughs> matching tramp stamps no not matching because that would be weird our own thing mm. Uh, I'll, I'll get a Blastoise, you get a uh, whatever your favorite Pokemon is, like a Tyranitar or something, yeah. and Josh can get a, a Gengar, and um, we'll just be like, oh, this, we'll just be, you know. You don't even <laughs> know your best friend's favorite Pokemon? I, if, I, if I had to guess Fish's favorite Pokemon, I would say that it was a Tyranitar. It's Cubone. Yeah, correct. Oh, uh, what? No, no, no actually, there's actually Cubone, a podcast out there, Shay, where yeah. we... We do our top ten Pokemon. It's hidden. Don't tell anybody about it. No one can find it. <laughs> I thought you said you Cubone was me. your favorite. No, Cubone's in my top ten. He is in my mm-hmm. top ten, but not as high as you think he is because Cubone actually sucks in the game. And fish—that's mm-hmm. important to fish. Mm-hmm. Cubone is a trash Pokemon. You can't use him. Sadly, but he does love his Cubone. Uh, sad we never got more into that other Pokemon game with that new Marowak, that. Uh, new like crazy ghost fire Marowak. I wonder if that was any fun to to use in the competitive field. We'll have to have yeah. a Pokemon tournament one of these days again because we, if you're listening, we have the most legendary 
Pokemon tournaments in history. We just hadn't really been into Pokemon in a long time. Okay, so we did a poll about LeBron James. I did this for Shay, mostly because I want to give Shay a minute or two to talk about uh, the NBA. Um, because this was interesting, uh, LeBron James has been tearing up the NBA, and I did a poll that said, hey, is LeBron James the most complete NBA player ever? And it came back 51% said no, which isn't surprising because he's a very polarizing athlete, but me and Shay were like, wow. Because me and Shay both said privately that we thought he was the most complete NBA player ever. Um, what do you think about that, yeah. Shay? It's interesting because I I hate having this discussion. Like when you and I had this discussion, it was incredibly annoying. Like, and then it's not to, because of you; it's because like this conversation will never ever die, and it should. Like, who's the greatest player of all time in the NBA? Because you have all the newer people um, who say Michael Jordan, myself included, but they don't take into account people like um, Wilt Chamberlain, who is insanely dominant, Bill Russell, yeah. who is insanely dominant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is a phenomenal mm-hmm. player. Um, those are just like three of the, you know, like the other people that people don't consider. Like a lot of people put Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, um, and this is not the order, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jordan, and now LeBron up there, and there's no mention of Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain, who are two of the most dominant guys to ever play the game. But that being said, um, fucking, yeah, LeBron James, like, le- I, I want to make it clear, I don't, I don't, really much care for Le- LeBron James. I acknowledge his greatness. He's a phenomenal player. I've just never liked his attitude throughout the years. The flopping, the constant pandering to the media, um, the way he has orchestrated mm-hmm. basically his teams to curb his style or hit, like what his desires are. I, like It's just all rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but that being said, he, he is a phenomenal player. The dude can score at will and over the years he has increased his capabilities because you watch him at the beginning when he first entered the league all he could really do was drive Um, that was his offensive capabilities he could pass very well as well but he could drive and that's it and he eventually expanded to be able to make the two-point shot and in recent years he's expanded to the three-point shot and he's built up post moves as well the guy is just he like we have witnessed him over the years formulating his offensive game and he has also in recent years just become an even more dominant defensive player um mm-hmm. so it, would you say yes you do I, think he's the most complete player i you know from what i would say is from all the basketball i've watched over the years that i've been alive um for me Yes, from the players I've seen. I never had the pleasure of watching Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain growing up. I didn't get to see the 70s era and the 80s era, really. I, I mean, I didn't get to watch the Bad Boy Pistons, the Primetime Celtic or the Primetime Lakers, and the Celtics during their heyday, like their prime time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. What I got to see was the beginnings of the Bulls, like their their first three-peat, and their second three-peat. And um, ever since then, I've been watching. And from what I, from during that period, that era until now, I would say LeBron James, I think he is 
the most complete player. He's not my favorite player. I don't think he's the best player to ever play, but in terms of like well-roundedness, I would say, yeah, he is. Yeah, I I, I would give you that uh, as far as well-roundedness, but like as far as like taking over the game, like if uh, I, I haven't been watching basketball that much, but watching. Even Kobe Bryant in his uh, old age. Uh, Co- no, Kobe Bryant, uh, I, when he takes over a game, he could take over a game in, like, you just know, he, once, he, once, he, once he gets the ball in its fourth quarter, you know you're going to get fucked up, especially if Kobe Bryant's determined to fucking win the game. And he's going to make shots, and it, you just can't stop him at certain times. That's not how you say but, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan does that too. I, 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 okay, well, well, I I was reading. There's a really interesting article if you ever want to go read it. Um, Fish on sports, um, uh, SB Nation, where they actually talk about how unclutch Kobe Bryant actually what he was actually not very clutch. The stats show that. The, the thing is, he sold it to you with his "I'm on the Black Mamba" and his ferociousness and his attitude. Like he made you believe it, but the statistics actually say otherwise. But that's not what we have to get into. That's my personal opinion. Um, uh, but I will say this: I actually agree with Shay. Here's a funny thing. One time, Shay uh, Fish tried to piss me off after they beat the Spurs in the finals that one year, and it was heartbreaking. We had this Pokemon tournament, and he had a red Gyarados. And he named it LeBron just to piss me off. So every time we were fighting, I was just like, oh, I took down that LeBron too. I took all my rage out from being a Spurs fan on that, uh, uh, that Gyarados. You remember that fish? Pulling it no, back I, for- to the- I forgot it. What yeah, are you talking you know. about? Okay, you remember that shiny Gyarados. What Pokemon is that? What's a Gyarados? Uh, you're going to be difficult. See, you're going to be difficult with me. Um, What's red? Are you just mad because I shut down Kobe Bryant? Is that, are you upset with me now? No, I, I yes. don't know. What, yes. what was that Pokemon that Fish had? It was a Gyarados. I've never don't heard don't say Gyarados. You're going to say Gyarados, aren't you? You motherfucker. That's what you're going to say. No, I'm not going to say Gyarados, but I will say Gyarados. <sighs> is there a proper way? Okay, this is going to drive me crazy. They're Pokemon. Is there even a Go watch the anime, co- uh, correct? Bro. Go watch the anime. <laughs> is the anime now the all proving um, It's the all knowledgeable medium. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Pronunciation. Anyways, I agree with you, Shay. I think he's most complete, but he's not my favorite either. No. Um, like honestly right now, I like... at the end of the day, if someone if someone puts a gun to my head and says, pick the first NBA player of all the eras. LeBron James isn't the first person I'm taking. Not yeah, by a long shot. It's Tim Duncan, probably. Nah, it's definitely Michael Jordan. Nah. Absolutely. And then I'm taking nah. probably Kareem or Wilt Chamberlain next. Nah. Gross. Well, mm-hmm. I want to pick people I grew Shaquille up with. Shaquille O'Neal. So can... <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> That's a fish pick. Yeah, Shaquille I'd is pick, absolutely the best player who's ever played throw. as long as no one ever fouls him. <laughs> no, no free throws. Hack a shack. And fish. I, actually I, would, heard... I would, I would raise you by taking prime time Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman could shut down Shaquille. Mm-hmm. You know what though? The thing with Shaquille was, I heard somebody talk about this. His he had a peak higher than any player ever in the NBA, but he was only good for like 
four or five years, and then he petered out real fast. Like, his longevity, Shaquille well, O'Neal did not have... Uh, well, no, it's not true. He was good with Orlando, but I'm talking about his peak peak was not... Um, like, when you look at people like LeBron, the thing that impressed me the most about him is he's never hurt, and that's really hard to do. Like, he's... He's basically Michael Jordan if he weighed 80 pounds more and looked like a tight end in the NFL. That's exactly nah, he's more what like LeBron a Scottie James Pippen. is. He's more like a no. Scottie Pippen. Because Scottie Pippen Who, was a point forward. Yes. No, no. Yes. No. His skill set. He plays like Michael Jordan. He was Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan weighed Pippen. 80 pounds. Yes. No. 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 Yes. Yes. I don't care about the position. The fadeaway, their style of play attacking the rim. They, he emulates There might be some similarities, play. but that's not, that's not right. There might be yeah, some similarities just... to some of the shots, but Scottie Pippen was the prototype for players like LeBron James. Because even though Michael Jordan could score at will, like LeBron sometimes can, uh, Scottie Pippen was the one always taking the ball up the court, just like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He was the point forward. That was the prototype for LeBron James. Yeah. Not Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's fair. I respectfully disagree. But um, that's okay. I respect your opinion on this. Uh, but yeah, so, but most people that are audience, it was close, 51-49. But I think it's because of what Shea said that I do agree with. LeBron comes off unlikable at times, especially at the beginning of his career, and that hurts his persona, where Kobe Bryant thinks he comes off like he's the Black Mamba and he's clutch, and he's really not, but people buy into it because it's, it's easier to buy that, that image of, you know, the warrior when it's, it's the end of the game, I'm going to take over and this and that. And LeBron's always been flopping and wants to change his teams. And when he first started in the NBA, he was really soft. Now he's different. He's got a beard. He's a man child. He's literally, his game is almost perfect. Um, but I agree with what Shay said as well. So anyways, thank you for voting on that. Next question. Um, oh, this is, <laughs> I don't know why I keep making that weird noise every time it's a pull. Where did I get that from? Um, and I did find an article about how to pronounce uh, Gyrodos. Strip club? So we... How to pronounce Gyrodos? Um, Gyrodos? Gear... So you just said it two different ways, Josh. You said Gyrodos, Gyrodos and then Gyarados. Fish, how do you pronounce it? Gyarados. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fish has solved the, the, the conundrum for us. Thank you, Fish, for being the tiebreaker. Um, I can't believe we're yeah. arguing about how to pronounce a Pokemon's mm-hmm. name. This is yeah. Where no Y is technically the same Pathetic. vowel as I, it's generally not a soft vowel. So it's it's Maybe Gyarados. It's like a, it's like a yeah, hero. It's Gyarados. Gyarados. Yeah. Gyarados. 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 Um, I've always Gyarados. said it that way. Yeah. I can't stop now. Did you just give me the eh sound? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, so this is gaming related, of course. They had the Shadow, Shadow of the Tomb Raider trailer dropped. I did a poll because I was just thinking, look, the new Tomb Raider game, we'll play it. I'm curious about it. And the poll came back 54-46 saying yes. And the question was, Shadow of the Tomb Raider seems fine, but I'm ready for Tomb Raider to reinvent itself. Just barely, we had consensus, people saying yes. And my thought is, look, Josh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm sure I'll play it and I'm curious about it, but it's going to be kind of behind like the, the way games have sort of evolved at this point. How are they supposed to keep up with, um, you know what I mean? Like Rise of the Tomb Raider was fine and the first Tomb Raider reboot was really cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's just going to be lagging behind the quality of games we have now. Is it? Have games gotten better? No, no they haven't. Not really. Tomb Raider hasn't gotten better Oh, that's better right. The games are over. 
I forgot. And Tomb Raider was never good. So. The reboots have been pretty good. They they're basically just Uncharted, but with combat that's good. So, you know. But they don't do the Uncharted stuff particularly well, but they do the combat pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're ready to change. I maybe I'm just a little bit bitter with the what new Terminator games. What would you want in a in a reboot in the series then, Morgan? Would you like just two automatic pistols? I, I want her gorillas? personality to be back more along the lines of what it was. Um, which so the idea with this game, if you're not familiar so with it, fucking is that psychotic. She, you're ready, ready to be she, back to a endangered yeah. animal killing. You know. <laughs> Killing tigers, T Rex, oh, and sociopath. Because I had the best. That joke. was her. That was her personality in the original series. Our friends. That, well, you're right, Josh. But our friends, the inner gamers, messaged me about this, and I had the best joke because I was like, "So this game is supposed to end up with her basically being the personality of the original Tomb Raider games, right? Mm-hmm. This is this whole trilogy is supposed to have been sort of like a prequel and and shows how she became the Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. And uh, I was telling them that like the game's actually the Shadow of the Tomb Raider is going to end with a scene with her going to a plastic surgery shop and getting <laughs> these pointy triangle shaped yeah. <laughs> implants. Oh, and that, yeah. that's what that's, you're missing from a Tomb Raider. That, <laughs> oh, okay. You're missing the polygons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really, that's all it's that not, I want. Not so much that I you're mean, missing the polygons. Just, there's too many of them now. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I mean, I want beautiful music, quiet exploration, and pervy, disgustingly over the top um, aesthetics. Is that too much to ask for? You got my back, right? Right, Fish? You got my back on this, don't you, Fish? Huh? You got it? No. Yeah. You don't care. <laughs> but, I mean, in re- the joking aside, I'm curious to see how that works because they are supposed to sort of accumulate with how she became Tomb Raider. So, from that point on, she'll have been... She's a new person in theory, right? So, where do they go from there? Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. I am curious. They're not going to be able to turn her into the exact same character because, like I said, the original character no, was no. just friggin' insane. So they're going to have to, you know, you can't be identical. So, Well, she was, yeah, she's like you said, like me and Josh said before on our Tomb Raider podcast, that it, she basically is just an archetypal video game character. She didn't really have much of a personality. Just, I'm a badass and I'm going to murder everyone. That was it, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I'm curious how they, how do they connect these games to that? Because that's what they're trying to do. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I wouldn't say yeah. we had consensus. It An was... endangered animal kills her family, and so she has to go on a, you know, <laughs> vengeance spree to completely eradicate that bald eagle. Took all the my Bengal baby. tigers. Mm-hmm. The bald eagle took my baby. Uh, you know what it is? You know what they're gonna do, guys? They're gonna take the God of War approach. She has a kid. You gotta th- take the kid around with you. There we go. Ooh. Figured it out. It's the rage yeah. these days. And you throw your bow, and you can recall your bow back to you. You know what? Mm, that right? would have no, fixed right? Far Cry 5. If you could recall the shovel after throwing it at somebody, <laughs> I would fucking continue playing that game. <laughs> yes. That would fix that it. Been cool, that would fix that the game. Cool. I would play that. It doesn't need that much fixing, but that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. <laughs> Just recall the shovel back from wherever mm-hmm. you are. Yeah, well, it's the bliss. If you could explain that with the bliss, made you, you know, all cracked out. 
okay. And I already uh, last one transitionally here. The new child, the new uh, Childish Gambino video is ripping things up on the internet here. And I got, I, I'm not kidding. I posted this poll and I had like 15 people message me about it. They were just like, yeah, they had so many, like, it, it gets people excited or some people at least. I showed Fish today. He didn't seem that impressed. But um, there's a new Gambino video that's kind of, you know, more of a controversial, interesting take. I've heard it described by my favorite radio host, Lebitard, is basically like he's out Kendrick Lamaring Kendrick Lamar. Um, Shay's our resident Gambino fan. Shay, what yes. do you think of the new video? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you like my first impressions. I sat down to watch because I was like, oh, hell yes, new Gambino, because I know this is going to be his last album under that moniker. I was super stoked. And like the beginning, it felt like very much um, like the last album. And I was I was like, uh, OK, interesting, because the last album was not my favorite album, to be honest with you. There are a couple really good songs on that album. There are most of them were okay, and then there was just one song mm-hmm. that I absolutely did not like. And then, like he's doing the dancing in the music video, and gets to the part where he, um, like the first major jarring thing happens, and then it just goes into this trap beat. And I was like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." Mm-hmm. And um, watching the video the first time, listening to the song, I was like, "Oh, this." Man, this dancing is awesome. I'm not a fan of trap music, but this dancing is awesome. And the song really got stuck in my head, and so I went back and watched it a second time, and I was like, oh, I'm starting... Oh, like, there's stuff happening in this video. I paid attention strictly to the dancing, and I think that's kind of what everyone else did. You know, they realized, oh, this whole piece, and I'm going to call it a piece because it's it's an art piece, is symbolism, and it's an allusion to many different things. And I think, I think part of the internet's obsession is kind of breaking down what this video truly means, like finding all those little hidden gems. And I think that's been part of the, the viral nature of it. Um, which I mean, I think kind of misses the point a little bit, but I think part of it too is I was just talking about this with a friend earlier it's genius the way he to i, I don't want to say gen, you know i shouldn't say genius it's brilliant the way he has released this because i think there are a ton of movies that have really talked about the subject matter that he is bringing to the forefront through symbolism and illusion and, but do i want to sit down for an hour and 45 minutes and watch a movie to kind of get that point across not always but what he did was he took music, which is a universal language. He took a video, which has the propensity to go viral in this day and age. And he combined these two elements together. And it's the perfect storm. Um, he created something that is very, very pertinent to the social and political climate. Not just in America, but in the world in some regards. And it's needed. To me, it's the most important music video that's ever been released. Wow! Mm-hmm. He dropped a bomb there. That was a, a nice finish. Yeah. Stuck the dismount. Most important music video ever released. Interesting. Yeah. It's up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Dropping yeah. the bomb. 
Yeah. yeah no, 77 percent of our. Oh, good. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say 77 percent of our audience said yes. They did think it was brilliant. Still had 23 percent said no. Yeah. Those. Um, but that's pretty high. 77 yeah. sounds pretty high. Yeah. Well, and not it. Not everyone's going to appreciate what's, the, what's way, trap the way the way it's presented. What is he? You said trap music. Trap, what is trap? Music? Trap music is that like lower bass endy sound, and it's just it's like basically mumble rap. Oh, okay, okay. It's like it's like a mixture of those elements. Okay. And it's they're not like that's not exclusively what makes trap music trap music, but that's a large um, proponent yeah. of that. Or it's, the first time component. I heard it, Sorry. I told Shay I couldn't hear the actual bass because I was listening on a shitty TV, and then I heard it back on my computer. Hmm. And I was like, okay, the, the song is actually better than I thought it was. I think the video is really cool. The song is just not really my cup of tea, but I think that the video is is fascinating. Um, well, yeah. I, I think I think the music is perfect because the like part of part of the whole point, and it's I know it's difficult for me to talk about because obviously. I'm a white male, and I can't appreciate mm-hmm. the full yeah. aspect yeah. of what this video is trying to convey. So I, I acknowledge Neither that. Neither can I. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. I don't think any of us can, to be honest with you, um, who was on this podcast. But that being said, um, they're, they're, you, like, with some of the music that is being used during both sequences, like the choirs, the, the, the beat and everything, it has this very kind of uh, hearkening to... African tribal music. And it yeah. and that's that's kind of the whole point here is that um not the whole point but it's one of the points is like the exploit the exploitation of African American and black culture um in America. You know, like there there's there's a dance in there, there are multiple dances in there that were used by African tribes were and still are and I couldn't tell you what tribe they're from. I couldn't, I, like, seeing some of those dances the first time, I was like, those are awesome dances. I did not know that they are from African tribes. You know, Oh, the weird, like, spastic, like, like, you're having a seizure kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was wondering about that, I th- too. I think, I, it's, like... I think it's called the, Gua- the Guara Guara dance. Is actually, oh, okay, okay. Um, huh. From an African tribe, which is, like, it's the weird leg thing. With I thought he was just thing. trying to do some weird shit. No, yeah, I thought no, he was no. just trying to do some weird shit. Like, no, literally, dude, a... everything in this video is premeditated. Literally everything. Well, Every well I mean, I guess when I thought about dancing, like, scene. dancing, I guess what I meant was, like, with dancing, it doesn't have, like, you can dance however you want. There's no rule. Like, no matter how stupid you look, if you're feeling the music, that's the point of dancing. So I guess I thought that was just his way of expressing the madness that he was feeling inside. I didn't know that it was like, no, directly like, to... No, like, um, Josh just typed in the chat, at the very beginning... And littered throughout the video, the pose he does when he shoots the guy at the beginning is in reference to a Jim Crow poster from the 70s. Oh, okay. And um, there's actually, oh, okay. towards the end, when he's dancing on the car, that's in reference to Michael Jackson. Um, because Michael Jackson released this video, uh, it was either late 70s or early 80s, that basically had some Black Panther uh, I don't know if you'd say sympathizing, I guess you could, um, within the video. And basically he transforms into um, a Black Panther, something along those lines. And it was banned because it was a fa- um, white people, some white people in America deemed it inappropriate and uncomfortable. 
So that part had to actually be removed from the music video. And, but in that music video, he is doing a lot of dancing, and Childish Gambino is trying to kind of capture that and pay homage to it. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's cool. Yeah. I I just the only thing I wish is at the end when he's on the car and they had that guy with the weird like you know his head's tied off like the weird little like um bag on yeah. his head like the little murder sack. Yeah, I I wish uh, whenever he started dancing, I was just like wanting the most like emotional guitar solo weird thing at that point. And then I was like, oh, that's this is not my kind of this is not going to happen for me because that's not what this music is about. Right. But um, I thought it was cool though. I mean, like like I said, the yeah. music isn't necessarily up my alley but the video is in- infinitely interesting uh yeah. to me it's is it's interesting like i actually so and this is the last thing i'll say about it because i could talk about this music video for a good hour um last night i had some <laughs> adult lessons um english lessons at my side job and and, and this video has been so lessons. impactful like it's pretty much all i thought about the past few days i decided uh-huh. i was gonna center yesterday's lesson on this music video so my first lesson um and then my last lesson because i had three separate lessons i knew the students in the very well in the first le- uh, student very well in the first lesson and all the students in the last lesson very well so i sat them down i said today we're going to watch a music video and we're going to discuss it and i said the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about and define the word symbolism so we did we, t- we discussed symbolism and I sat them down and they watched it. And I was like, how did you feel? Like, what did you think? And we just sat down and we discussed it. And um, I was able to teach them kind of like what's going on in America in terms of everything that that video talks about. And it was funny because a lot of them felt like the video was extreme and the video is just about violence because they don't know um, Japanese people. Mm. And it's understandably so. Don't know that that stuff is a real problem in America. And yeah. we were able to discuss that and how uh, the video and Charles Gambino um, were able to basically capture these problems in a video mm-hmm. and audio format. Well, that's the thing. It sucks. And... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, no, I, I think it's awesome. I was just going to say, the only thing that sucks about being a generic white male like myself is that everything in that video was basically lost on me. Like, I, I like the symbolism, well, but I couldn't have told you any of the meaning that you had. You I gained all that, this me- I don't think it has to do like, with you being white. I think that has to do with just... Well, I mean, like, that has more to do with you just picking the default character creation. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, setting. it doesn't it doesn't because you're white as well. But I mean, like, um, I feel like that's part of it, though. Or maybe, like, I just haven't dug enough into, like, things that I... And should know more I think about, that's I think right? that's it. I think that's more it. Just like you don't have the knowledge because you I haven't had the affinity to go in there and look up the knowledge. Yeah. And part yeah. of it is gonna be too, you can only empathize so much because of you know, your skin color, what you were born as. And that's that's just it is what it is. It's not a good thing, it's not a bad thing, it just is what it is. And we can leave the it. The reality at that. of my situation. Right. Um yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that I know people get it's tough for those conversations sometimes, but that's why I always like to just be honest about the fact that I'm just a generic I, th- I think that's the whole I'm... point of this video. Isn't that like, that's yeah. the whole point yeah. of this video is like for all of us to be sitting here talking about like how much, yeah. how important this video important. is and like how important these concepts yeah. are for America. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I could sit here and I'm and the, the music person in me is like analyzing the musical side of it too much. I think because it's like, 
just because the song doesn't connect with me at 100% doesn't mean everything in the video should be lost on me. That's something that I try struggle with because I'm like, this is so far out. I, I try so hard to glean something from um, the music, but it's just because music is so important to me, but it just doesn't hit me on that level like it hits a lot of people. And that, and I'm like, if I liked the music more, would it also affect me on an emotional level? Who knows? That's just an interesting thing I rolled around in my head. But I will say when I was watching the video and he shot yeah. all those, that choir, he was like, Brr! And like, I was like, okay, this, yeah, this video is going to go some places. So, right. Um, right. And that's why, that's why I called it a piece at the beginning, because I don't think like the song is decently good. It's definitely catchy. Um, it has those elements, but I don't feel like I would just sit down and listen to that song. If I had never seen the video before, I would just be yeah. like, wow, what is yeah. this? This is not my forte, but it's a that's piece because though, right? I just feel like they, com- yeah, they complement each other. Yes. So well, like they both bring out the best in each other, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't they this wouldn't be as affecting and pertinent as it is without one of those elements. They need each other to be as important and as impactful as they are. So that's why I think it's a piece. I agree. I agree. Well, we went a little long there, and I apologize. Um, see, Shay, when you're excited about a poll topic, it's hard to keep those poll topics short. They, they, just, they just keep flowing off the tongue. Now you're right. the bane of my existence. Uh, and the lastly, as I mentioned earlier, this will get us right into the bio break. I did have the fishing poll. Should you do some more fishing in your life? And it came back like 60%. People were like, yeah, I need more fishing in my yeah. life. You need a fishing pole to do that. You do. You do. Um, but you should. Fish, you live near a lake. Josh, you live on a fucking lake. And Shay, you live in Japan, so it's probably harder for you. So you're okay. Yeah. But it's not no like he lives on an island guys. or anything. <laughs> I mean, God knows where he is on that island, so. I'm fishing for other things, Josh. Oh. Like my sanity. This is brought to you by PlentyOfFish.com, a dating site. That's actually where I met my fiance, PlentyOfFish.com. That's not And you joke. give me shit um, all the time for social media dating. What the hell? No, well, yeah, you can make fun of other people even though you do the same thing. That's how life works. Um, I don't anymore, obviously, because I've been taking man for a long time. But, um, anyways, uh, (laughs) that's Shay's life lately. Tinder, childish Gambino video. Tinder, childish Gambino video. Tinder, childish Gambino. Um, that segues right into. (laughs) Go ahead, Shay. I saw you lean toward the microphone. He's like, no, duck it. I was gonna say, no, I do nothing else. Just those two things. I skip work every day. To watch that video or Tinder. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Shay probably has the most important job of all of us here. Um, uh, so the the bio break is is a pretty interesting article. The, art, blah, 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 I can't talk. Uh, pretty interesting article this week. Um, that I sort of was trying to. We have a cool one set up for next week as well. But when I got with Shay this week, I was like, "Look, we're gonna be talking a lot of fishing on this show, an abnormal amount of fishing. So it'd be really cool if maybe we could find a bio break article that has something to do with that." And this one hit the spot for Shay. So it's basically about um, fish eggs. I'm like, what? So the, it's at sciencedaily.com, and the summary of the article is, contrailing to the prevailing dogma, plus-size female fish, <laughs> plus-size female fish, uh, invest disproportionately more in making eggs than smaller females. Therefore, taking a single big fish has a bigger impact on the fish population than taking multiple small ones. Um, which people think it's the other way around. A lot of people don't like to take the smaller fish because they think they have to grow or whatever and that, but that's actually contrary to the prevailing dogma. So uh, tell me all about this article, Shay. Big fish produce disproportionately more and bigger eggs. 
on why it is. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to precursor this with something I learned in college that basically there's this kind of like medium area where basically if you don't invest, if, if you're an animal in the animal kingdom and you don't invest enough time and energy into your body size and whatnot, basically you're going to be undersized. You're not going to be selected as a mate. That's just the way it is. Mm. Um, if you select That's too sad. much, like if you are too big, like you are like insanely massive, you have no um, energy reserves to basically invest into reproduction. So you are not going to be a very viable <laughs> specimen because you have in- invested so much into your body type and your size. So you could be this like gargantuan hulk of a uh-huh. creature, but you have no extra energy for reproduction, for viability, essentially. And so there's this Did you get happy... tired? You know, true, true story, if you don't mind me interrupting you for 10 seconds, yeah, my it. girlfriend told me that, my fiance told me that when she used to date a lot of larger men um, with huge penises, uh, she said their stamina was horrible, even though their penises were, were massive. Continue. All right, moving on. So, <laughs> what the fuck? Why? What does this have to do it's with just... fishing? It's just something she told me. She was like, you know, you're, you know. What does this have to do with fishing? Because you just said that the larger species, it's harder for them to have the energy for reproduction. I'm talking about reproduction, not fucking. But the energy for reproduction. Okay, well, explain that. How does the larger. God damn it. It's about the larger female species. It doesn't have the energy to create. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about both. I'm actually talking about um, both males and females. No. Yeah, so the, right. the larger males don't have the energy to reproduce. Pleasure. I'm talking about survival of it's the species. Stamina. It's I'm still talking stamina. No, it's not. It's about literally creating matter that will be another organism. Mm-hmm. A copy of you, yeah. Right. What do you mean? They don't, they can't, well, explain that. They're not they, trying to last long. They're trying to get it done as quick as possible, Morgan. That's what the fish are doing. And but the larger Humans. species don't Humans. have the ability to do that. I no, don't they do. That was the point. The whole thing this article goes into is that in competitive fishing, in sport fishing, it's long been thought that you keep the biggest fish. You don't take a bunch of fish because that's you know hurting the species the most by taking a ton of yes, fish. Right. It's hurting that population. Hurting the population. What this study is finding out is that those big fish are spending a lot of extra energy to make sure that they reproduce and help out the population by having their good genes stay in the gene pool. So taking the biggest fish you possibly can is more detrimental than previously thought based on past research into it right so. well i thought shay and that's right, what me because, up. i thought shay said that the bigger ones had trouble reproducing so i apologize well i, thought, uh, I was precursoring but then i got interrupted with some story that had zero relevance to do with what we're talking about <laughs> so as so finishing that like that that was the precursor that's what i learned in college and exactly what josh just said this study found that these like the biggest fish are somehow the most reproductively viable which uh, uh-huh. basically throws a lot of the research into into kind of, not disarray, disarray necessarily, but it just it's very counterintuitive to what 
all these studies have found over the years, basically, because it's not, that's not what we've thought over the years. You know, we thought something much different. So it's, yeah, it's how a lot of the wildlife and game regulations were made, were based on those old things. It's, that's why you have number limits, but not, you know, size limit. I mean, size you have, you have size limits, yeah. but it's generally on the lower end. Like don't catch the babies because you'll, yeah, it's not so much. Yes. Don't catch the actually, biggest fish actually, and stuff. So actually, uh, here in Texas, um, fishing, uh, there's actually there, they call it a slot and anything that's like, say 17 inches to 28 inches, hmm. you could keep, but anything lower than that or higher than that, you have to release. They do have a high that's end. Just of length, course. Though. Huh? That's not even weight. That's weird. That's just length, not weight? That's just length, yeah. It's because there's not really a difference in fish. Like, it's, it's mm. almost identically yeah. one-to-one once yeah. you get to... Once you get past the juvenile stage, you can tell the exact weight from the, from the length of a fish. Is that just why certain species like that bass, like certain bass... Is, are bass just different? Because they seem to get really fat and swollen despite their length, as, which is different than a lot of fish. Except catfish, too, where they're like... Yeah. They're really fat and swollen compared to their size. Yeah, but it's also the exact same ratio based on the length generally. So just the way they grow. Um, so but yeah, I didn't know Texas had that. Most it, most man. states do not have an upper limit as far as Correct. what you can keep. They don't. Keep. Most don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Texas does. I mean, we, we well, yeah, there's rivers, lakes, that? and ocean, yeah. Seems hard to enforce, though, which is why people get away with doing whatever they want, right? Yeah, I mean, the game warden, you, it, it's hard to, I've never come across a game warden before, but, Me um, either, yeah. I mean, it's just random if you checks. are caught, it's, yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah, if you're, like, leaving yeah. well, at, at for night fishing anyway. after fishing. Yeah, for fishing yeah. anyway. For, for hunting, you have to report all of those, so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just like overall, this article is just basically saying um, a lot of the previous research we had, um, their finding is not entirely correct. They thought that there's this linear relationship between size and, um, I've been saying viability, I should have been saying fecundity, and that's my bad. Um, But it's a nonlinear relationship at this point, which is really big. It's like, it's not as easily predictable as we once thought. If you want to take anything away from this article and to put it in the plainest terms, um, the, re- the linear relationship between size and fecundity, or basically how reproductive an individual is um, and how viable they are, is not a linear relationship. It's much harder to predict than we thought previously. That's what this article but is in essence into- saying in one sentence. But it doesn't go into why, like we don't really know why the larger fish are it's more gonna take a while. viable. Yeah. I mean, okay. we don't well, know. I mean, it's, that's, it's that's, likely that's that they have the energy to spare once they get right. to that size so they can afford to do it. But like, I mean, I mean, like there are, there are huh. multiple explanations and that's, that's what they need to study. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the beauty of, that's what you want when you do a study. You want to find something out yeah. and then you want it to open up more questions for you to study. It's like, cool, now we know this relationship is nonlinear. Why is it not linear? non-linear? Is it mm-hmm. because 
these bigger fish, they tend to be a little bit more dormant or lethargic and other fish are supplying them with supplies. Uh, do they have, like, the bigger they are, do they have a uh, behavior Supply ad adaptability it. to basically um, wait until something comes to them? Like, the bigger they are, the less they have to hunt for food? Um, is it a territorial thing? Like, the bigger fish, they get an automatic claim of a certain amount of food and the other fish know? Otherwise, they kind of get mm -hmm. ostracized from that um, school of fish? Like, what is the scenario here? Like, I like, what, what, I like the idea of the so first you said, questions. like, the first thing you said, they're, they're so large that people just come, come to them. Like, I like the idea that there's just this big kingfish and everyone just fucking rolls up to him to do the populating. Like, all right, you know, that's like a big job. I don't know. Just a weird image that you put in my brain. Well, it's, so. I mean, like, you, you could think about it in the same way of, like, ants. You know, like, they're, they're, there's the queen ant and she does nothing. Like, she just sits mm -hmm. there. Um, yes, like that. That's populates. what I was thinking. Yes, yeah, and like maybe that. maybe that's what they'll find about some of these bigger fish. Something the, along the those queen. lines. <laughs> that's well, not, cool. That's well, interesting. I mean, it would just be bigger individuals, not like one was it, queen fish. Wasn't there like saying. a meerkat thing that we talked about one time where there was like one meerkat back at the hive that was like doing all the fun stuff and then the other meerkat were like sent out to basically be like sentinels or something? Not quite like that. It was just like you have some of the... You have some of the, um, like less, like the not as strong meerkats, the ones who are not, um, taking place in the copulation and reproduction of the species, and they act as the sentinels. Essentially, is what okay. we were talking about. There isn't just one, just chilling at the meerkat hive. So it's not. It's not a. Josh is making fun of me because I called it a hive. What is it? A nest. Colony, I um, assume. A colony, maybe you could say burrow, maybe if you want to give it a yeah. a, a meerkat hive. Hive sounds cooler. I mean, you, can, mm -hmm. you, know, you just need a hive mind for a hive to work, don't you? Yeah. Well, that would explain <sighs> the uh, the guys who were so willing just to to stand outside and watch because they were, you know, <laughs> they were there in they spirit. They were assimilated. <laughs> they were assimilated because resistance is futile. Mm-hmm. Oh, Star Trek reference. Very uh. nice. Um, <laughs> resistance uh, is futile. I am Locutus of Borg. <laughs> you will be assimilated. God, now that's when I know the show's gone on too long when we start going to some fucking weird shit. Oh, God. If anyone makes it past this point, this is where it gets. This is after dark. So we're trying after dark. Um, well, it, you know, it's an interesting article. I'm kind of sad that there's no answer to the question I have for you. It's just sort of like, oh, now we know it's this way, but we don't know why. Well, that's fucking great. But that's science for you. They it's, take their sweet time. Yeah. Just like Shay takes a sweet fucking time with everything he does because he doesn't want to rush in anything, which is the opposite of me, right? I just want to come fucking bowl right in there. Am I right? That's speaking of, we have an announcement for next week. So stay Yay. tuned. That's right. I'm so excited for that. Announcement. Are we announcing that on this podcast? No, we're not. No, we're not. We're, we'll oh, announce okay. it on next well, week. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for like when you hear this next week, it's going to be somewhere probably on Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Hey, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited. Me too. Like, it's, Let's just... it's just been something I've been working on for so many months and it's finally going to happen. It sounds yeah, it's really been... dirty for <clears> some reason. 
Shay's been holding this one back for a long time. You know, funny thing happened to me. I think this is a funny anecdotal story. I got last night. Um, are you guys familiar with the old IGN personality, uh, Naomi Kyle? Good one, Josh. That's what she said. Um, do you guys remember Naomi Kyle? She was a very beautiful IGN personality, very popular. No. Nope. Nobody here? Come on, Fish knows. I know Fish does. He's just not saying anything. God, anyway. Well, you know, f- anyways, she was on, she was doing a live thing last night on her Instagram page. It was like a live thing. And I, I accidentally clicked on it and I got in there like right when she just started. Cause I meant to click on our story to check something and I accidentally clicked her story and I got in there right when she only had like 40 people in a room. Eventually in like in a half an hour, there was like 500 people in there. Right. It started to get crazy, but basically it was like a scrolling chat and you could say anything you want. And I was like, Holy shit. I just lucked into this room. Like right when she started. So I'm going to ask this, um, legendary personality, some, some stuff. And she was answering questions. And I asked her a couple things about like far cry and God, and people asked about God of war and stuff. It was really cool. She was answering my shit. She was like, Hey, hi from Montana or whatever. Anyways, the point, it was really weird. It fucking tripped me out. It was really cool. But I was like, so Naomi, how do you deal with the hundreds of thousands of creepy guys that, you know, saying dirty stuff or, or creeping after you all the time? And she's, she said the weirdest thing. She was like, it, I sort of just let it pass through me like passing gas. And I was like, that is the, I was just like, all right. Um, I imagine that's what Josh does with like 90% of the things that I say. He just lets it pass through him. Like passing gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my anecdotal story. I don't know why, but she was really cool. She answered a lot of my questions, and she seems to see I have uh, developed a fondness for her personality. Um, so let's do this real quick. Let's fight about it, Josh. She's grown accustomed to her show. face. She she's beautiful, but she's really cool. That's not. It's not just that. I mean, Never let's mind. be honest with Never anybody. Mind. In the... That one was too. <sighs> that one, yeah. What did I miss? Did Nothing. you miss, did I miss something? No. Okay. You can, it's okay. Josh, every time you say something, it's always nothing. Never mm-hmm. mind. No. No, I don't even. That's how it works. Yes. He's <laughs> like, yes, that's how it works. Um, but I do wanted to uh, get to the show wrap up here. I think we fought, we fought pretty good, I think, about Far Cry throughout the show. Um, I mean, I teased it, and let's be honest, you just didn't like it, Josh. You've already returned it, and I think that's a shame. Um, but, you know, you're... You're a grown man. You have to make your own decisions. And you've decided you wanted to send Far Cry back. So mm-hmm. what can we do? Yeah. I so have video games it. to play and not whatever the hell that was. Huh. Well, I, um, so would you, would you disagree with my assessment that Far Cry 5 is the first open world game to get how to tell a narrative properly in an open world setting. There isn't a narrative in that game. It's, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's, they're trying so hard not to say anything that it's Uh just the biggest bunch of nonsense. It's, it's a mess. Would you say it was entertaining nonsense? No, it really isn't. Which, who did you, who did you, did you go for John's area first? Did you go for Faith's area? I wandered around the world. I headed north first. But North, okay. That's the hardest it, area. It, there was nothing worth doing. Did you doing. do any prepper stashes? Did you see the prepper stashes at least? That's one of the coolest things about the game. Did you try any of those? I did, but they, the little there wasn't anything interesting about it. It really wasn't. Didn't see it. There's no reason to do them. There's nothing to collect in the game. It's, it's, you get tons of money and perk points. You don't need money. You don't need money for anything in the game. Like, it's... There's no reason to collect 
anything in this game. You can buy all sorts of cool weapons. You can buy helicopters, vehicles. Oh, yeah. That's um, what you want points. in this game, to be in one of those horrible yeah, vehicles. Uh, actually, I use the money to just buy the upgrades for the guns, but that's about it. Oh, like the different sights and stuff like that? The hmm. sights, suppressor, grips. Yeah. But other than that, like, yeah, there, after you do that, like, you literally don't have to buy anything else for the gun. Uh, other than like a new paint job, but um, mm -hmm. well, there's different. Yeah. There's tons of guns you can buy though. If you buy all the weapons and mm -hmm. stuff, it's pretty expensive. There's a lot of guns. I haven't even used yeah. all of them. I'm not going to say that I have. But, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, um, there are no upgrades for the shovel, so I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> you and that fucking shovel. You and that goddamn shovel. I did try the shovel last night. It was. It's good. Fun. It's good, isn't it? It's and, that's good. It is. That's the shovel is fucking awesome. Pinpoint it, accuracy. It's like. It's like a Spartan with the spear. Mm -hmm. Not always. Well, if you're going for the head, yeah, which is what you want to do. There was some times where I would throw it right in someone's gut and they would go into like that dying mode thing, but they weren't dead yet. Um, but yeah, but if you get into a compound with a lot of people, it's not super reliable. But uh, if you're just picking nothing a few is at that distance, point. Like if you're ever boat. in that situation, you so want fun. to find a big rig oh. and just run people over because the combat is garbage. So. The combat well, I, in A Way Out really... was better than this game. Okay. Let's back it up, Josh. I don't think you mean that. I think you're just saying things right now. I don't think you actually mean that. No, no. It was, it was as bad as A Way Out, but at least mm. A Way Out knew when to cut their losses and let the game continue. I... Could not disagree with that more. I think the combat has a lot of fun. I like, I like how they're not bullet sponges. You can shoot a guy once or yeah, twice they are. and they're dead, which is refreshing. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, when you get toward the later part of the game, I will tell you this. You will find more people with armor, and, and there's, mm -hmm. it's a little... Some and of it the, may have been um, because I went north, guys. but then again, it's an yeah, open world you game. You... Literally, the main road out of the starting area sends you north if you decide to follow that. And it sends you up there with tons of guys wearing armor who are bullet sponges so yeah there are more bullet spongy but the idea if you actually if you don't go even then you could still pop them in a couple hits especially if you're headshotting them with the bow but i guess that applies to everything i don't know the path i took they were not bullet spongy um but i don't know well, what it's, it'd be like it's hit or miss like first. the normal enemies are not let's any headshot kills them but it's it's once you start getting the armored guys, the blissed out motherfuckers, any animals take like eight headshots to kill, um, with mm -hmm. like the pistol and stuff. So, yeah, it, the combat's not great. It really is not great. Not to mention that they were going for such a realistic look that everything just looks. It looks like you're you're trying to read camouflage is the game. It's like. You've got some fucking real tree camouflage and you're trying to decipher, you know, exactly what sonnet is written in it. So. What about the environmental storytelling that me and Fish fell in love with? Did you like the environmental there isn't storytelling? There any. There's no environmental storytelling in this game. It's all just, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing to glean from this game other than Ubisoft made a game. Well, you can... It's wait wait wait. Go ahead. What about the music? 
What'd you think about the music? I mean, the main menu is all right. And then you get into the game and there's yes. no music. Unless you get into a car yeah. and then the music sucks. There's every loading screen has music. There's tons of music. So the game is best when you're constantly dying. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. There's music okay. at whenever the menus, like Fish said, there's music at the loading screens. There's music when you complete tasks. There's that little the load up screen has music. There is ton the cars have music. There's music everywhere. When you go to like some of the outposts, Josh, there'll be giant speakers playing like the weird cult music coming out of those speakers when you're taking over certain places. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the environmental storytelling didn't get you. That's the one thing. Like when you go to a place and you can just like yeah. sort of like Imagine how everything went down when you're looking at, like, uh, the bodies strewn a certain way or the houses set up a certain way or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I, I cleared out the first island. I uh, took my big rig off the island, ran a couple people over, and then killed a bunch of guys while a hamburger talked to me. Um, and then I was done with hamburger. the game. Was, hamburger? That was enough of that bullshit, so. What? Hamburger? What are you talking to me? What are you talking about? Oh, the Fang Center or Fang, whatever it is. Oh, cheeseburger? The bear? Yeah, the big cheeseburger thing. There's a gigantic yeah. cheeseburger who oh, talks constantly a, while you're... There's a bear that you get that works on your team. His name is Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. He's like one yeah, of their companions. Clearing that out was garbage. Like, the, the entire drive there was garbage. And then I got there and because it's... Up north, tons of bullet sponges. It was it was bad, Morgan. The combat in this game is awful. It is I bad. Don't think it's awful. There's so many fun ways, and like the moment to moment to gameplay, things happen you wouldn't expect. Like you might shoot a guy on fire, and he runs into a weird situation. A bear jumps at us somewhere. A car. Like there's. Go ahead, fish. I see you leaning forward politely, waiting for me to stop rambling. Mm. No, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I will say the an- <laughs> the animation. Of the badger biting your cock and you having to punch that badger up in the head. Mm, exquisite. Okay. Loved it. Maybe maybe yeah. if I'd wandered in the badger country first, the game mm, would have lived maybe. up to the, the hype. Fishing. What about the fishing? The fishing is just really subpar. What didn't you like about the fishing? You don't do anything. Like, you cast it where you see a fish... You hit a button, and then you catch the damn thing. There's nothing to do in it. And that may be, again, because I was near the beginning areas. Like, it gave me this huge tutorial about not breaking the line and stuff, and then there was no fucking mm. way to break the line. Mm. Like, Well, if you yeah, look on the, the map... If you look on the map, actually, there's a difficulty of the fish. Mm. Like, if you find a fish in hull, on the map it'll show what kind of fish you catch from there. And it'll say a difficulty. Um, yeah. And if it says hard, usually if you haven't upgraded your fishing rod, it'll, it'll, you'll tend to break your line uh, a lot quicker because um, there's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit more difficult than yeah. how you're describing well, it, Josh. Yeah, I, I based think off of the tutorial they gave me, hole. it could have been all right, but yeah, like, they should have had some of that. Like, even the lowest level fish you should at yeah. least have a chance to break your line. I don't remember it. Well, I mean, I don't remember being that easy, but I will say a lot of the depth comes from, like, some of the cool things you can do. Like, there's some. There's a really interesting fishing quest. 
Especially if you're going for... I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't necessarily feel like it was that easy, but... Yeah, like, I mean, if you like did, you the did. entire first place I good, went I to, the first place you can get a fishing rod... What was it? What fish... What Just fish, north of uh, the island. Well, not north. It would have been east of the was island. Was it the little golden? The little tiny golden? No, rainbow trout. East. Just rainbow oh, trout rainbow all over okay, the place. Yeah. Got a yeah. fishing rod, Rainbow immediately walked outside, used the fishing rod, and I was constantly fighting against the fish the way it said would put more strain on the line, and I was constantly reeling in the entire time, and never once hmm. did anything indicate that my line was even a little bit under stress. It didn't change colors? It's supposed to turn like purple and stuff. Nothing at all. Huh. I just reeled them in the whole way. I got bored after about five fish and moved on. So, interesting. Yeah, you got you got to find the special uh, areas. Special. Yeah, but I mean, again, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there needs to be something to do with those first few. Like that. I didn't. I, I didn't. I don't think anybody had the. I didn't, didn't have the experience of just like I'm going to hold down the left trigger and they're just going to come in and nothing's going to happen. That's, I, I didn't. Yeah, that I don't remember them being over hard, and over but... again until I got bored. Huh. Yeah. Well, once you get the hang of it. Um, yeah, those rainbow trout just reel right in without with ease because yeah, if you're doing exactly what the tutorial tells you to do, where you uh, pull against them and everything, and um, make sure your line doesn't snap, yeah, it's really easy. But once you get to like, or you already returned the game, but the, the harder <laughs> fishing holes, like uh, those actually get real difficult. There's a lot of finesse to uh, how you're angling your rod and uh, mm-hmm. reeling in. Um, and yeah, it's, you definitely don't want to snap your line, especially when you're like, I don't know if it's because I'm bad at it. I don't feel like I'm bad at it, but like a lot of times, like it'll take a good like minute or two to reel in mm-hmm. a fish. Like you'll sit there, fight it. And at at the very end, you're like, those fish, I, I guess the AI's like set up to where they're going to give you one last good struggle against you. And if you, they'll be right at the shore and you're like, oh, I'm just going to hold down R2 and reel them, reel them in real quick. But a lot of times, like, that's not the case. They'll struggle on you. And a lot, I've lost a lot of fish just hmm. like breaking my line that way. But well, I mean, it, yeah, it, it based on the tutorial, difficult. it sounded like it could be interesting, but then it wasn't. So, I mean, who knows? Like like you're yeah. saying, maybe it gets better, but Did I don't you know. Maybe stuff, upgraded stuff... your angler perk or something, because there's a perk that you can, no, that makes it No, I upgraded all the one-point things, because you get those just by sneezing at the game, um, which are... Yeah, sneezing. That's my favorite way to get perks. Um, I, just... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was, perks especially after... <laughs> Something like Final Fantasy XV, where the fishing is really good, this was just pathetic. Mm, I I agree with you. The Final Fantasy XV fishing is like was so good it spawned a whole other game. But mm-hmm. I still think that you're downplaying this. Like the feel of the fishing, I felt like it felt good. I, yeah, I don't remember it being as easy as you said it was, but you know that's fine. Um, but they they put some depth into the the quest as well. Like there's a really cool quest you can do, like how they scatter the fish across the map and and how challenging they can get and then there's four poles you can get like if i get all the records i can get a high level pull my question is i don't does that give me anything like if i get the highest level pull like what's the point that's what i want to know i don't have mm-hmm. an answer for that yet um but I, I don't really feel i mean it's not a five out of five like Final Fantasy 15 was fishing wise but i still feel like it was a nice compliment uh <clears throat> to yeah, the game, but hey, that's okay I, I don't know like in like 
like again, like like I'm saying, the systems they told me about sounded interesting, but I didn't get to interact with them at all. You just hold down the button and pull the fish in. So well, the rainbow trout are just everywhere, though. There's was it an official rainbow trout spot or was it just it was wherever I got the fishing rod because I just walked to the water and used it. That was all. There are there are so. spots on the map, and that's another great thing about the environmental storytelling. Like you'll find these little books, and they open. Like one natural thing I liked about the game was like when you walk up to someone, they'll, like for example, I walked up to this person I saw in the woods, and they had this you know little generic question mark over their head, and they were like, "Hey, have you heard about that girl that um, blah 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 blah?" And then it opened up this spot on my map halfway across over there, and, I, and it was like the fishing quest. And then whenever I made my way over there, I got to do this whole like you'll find like when you find the little fishing magazines. They will open up spots around the map for you, but you have to find. You could stumble across those those areas if you just explore, mm-hmm. but it sort of rewards you for finding the cool little magazines. But, um, well, it is what it is. It's already gone, so you know what can you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a tragedy on uh, a lot of different levels, but at least you tried it. That's all. That's all we can really ask for, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, but. I think we would both agree that they handled narratively, they handled the narrative brilliantly. <laughs> sure. They handled nothing okay. about as well as you can handle nothing. <laughs> wow, that's, that's deep, Josh. Mm-hmm. Handling nothing. How well can you handle nothing? Um, as far as, well, I mean, I promised that we'd argue and fish would jerk off in the corner and, you know. That did didn't happen. completely happen. Yeah, he did. He did jump in there a few times, and he asked if he could, you know, jump in the fray. And <laughs> you know, you don't but, actually um, have to blow. That's that's more just a yeah, whatever. That's just what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, no one wants any part of that. Just the quick wrap up here again, as we mentioned. We have a Patreon account. If you'd like to support us, it's just the www.patreon.com slash swordchomp. We have a link in our Instagram bio. You know, if you want to support us, that's awesome. We have the special VIP page. Um, a lot of cool posts we got up this week. Very quick rundown for the wrap-up. We did... <clears throat> I had a sample video I put up today from The Evil Within 2 to show you just some of the silly shit that we have over there. But There's all sorts of cool behind-the-scenes stuff. We did the Twitch. We did our first Twitch stream, which was actually a lot of fun. We're going to try and do that more in the future. Sea of Thieves. Um, was was a great success. We want to continue to grow our Twitch. Um, I also have a Twitch stream that saved where I played some Far Cry and I did some of the fishing that me and Josh were just arguing about. So if you want to watch me fishing, um, which I'm sure Josh would probably nail it, rather nail his cock to the wall, but if you'd like to watch me fishing, um, I have that video up there. I also do one prepper stash in the video. Um, let's see. So or growing our Twitch. So if you go, if you just search for Sword Chomp in Twitch, you find us, follow us. We are going to start to make that a thing because it's a lot of fun. Um, I did a video about a, a joke Far Cry review that's full of bias. Where I responded to a negative comment that it's a lot of fun. You should check that on the Instagram page as well. I got a picture of a fu- fish. Fush. I got a picture of a fish looking adorable with a Chips Ahoy bag on his chest. Um, and he has that look in his eyes like he just got done playing Sea of Thieves all night long and he didn't sleep. And um, that's the look we like to see from our friend Fish. So, 
Dish has been super addicted. He's playing a lot of CFDs. I'm excited to play tomorrow with him and Josh as well. And if it all goes well, we'll Twitch stream that. But, but by the time this podcast drops, um, that stream will have already happened. So no point in hyping that up. Um, anyways, I think that's pretty much it. Huge, turned out to be a beefier show than I expected. We actually didn't have any real new games to talk about other than me and Josh fighting about Far Cry. Josh, you finished God of War. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's cool. Sounds like you were not particularly pleased with the ending, but overall, um, yeah. first person to finish God of War. Yeah. It, uh, I, I don't really, I don't want to go into it too much until you guys have played it because I feel like there's a lot of spoiler talk there that we may want to get into that I don't want to really bring up um, in order to get into why I wasn't the biggest fan of the ending. So, okay. Try to leave Fair that enough. for, we'll... yeah. Once we get into the actual spoilers of God of War, which I feel like is a little too, sp- little too soon. So, yeah, maybe when we all finish it, we could do a spoiler show because people mm-hmm. eat up the content on that game like crazy. So, and once I finish Far Cry, I'll be able to just enjoy the fuck out of it. It's been a great show, a super long show. Um, that means we had an incredible topic. Usually if we go long, it means we have a lot to say about a lot of different things. And there's a lot of passion there. So this show had it all. It really did. Thanks for checking it out. Um, we will be back next week with an all-new Chomp Cat.